Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, thank you for listening. If you're looking for the best way to support this podcast, I guess go to iTunes. Go to iTunes, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, share with your friends. It's the best way to go about it. I know a lot of you just like to listen, click play, and that's it. You think your job is done. That's only half the job. If you subscribe and you leave comments and you share with your friends, you're helping this podcast get out there, get higher up in the rankings. Share your experiences with other people. Uh, You can find us on Laughable. You can find this on Stitcher. You can find this podcast pretty much anywhere the great podcasts are hosted. Um, apart from that, video format. Head over to YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash comedy, you find not only this great podcast in video format so you can see my face when I'm saying stupid stuff, you can also catch This Just Thing, the most hated name in news, our brand new news show started in 2018. Uh, and this week, I believe we released the best of Poseidon moments. So it's all these segments that Poseidon got to do, and they were so wacky and insane, we decided to just make a little compilation, put it up there. As if he's dead. But he's not. He's going to be back next episode. But we're making it seem like he's gone. Uh, there's that. And for um, for those of you looking for free stuff, there's a lot of you who tell me, hey man, I listen to your podcast. How about you throw me something for free? I can help. I can help. Head over to audibletrial.com slash pantelis and you get yourself a free 30-day trial of Audible. It's audiobooks. And it gives you a free audiobook. So even if you don't want to continue the subscription after 30 days, you still got that free uh, audiobook. So just free stuff audibletrial.com slash pantelis now this episode i brought my buddy josh williams in also a comedian also a podcaster fresh out of ottawa he was here doing shows the comedy nest um he's got the one man podcast you could find it at onemanpodcast.com i believe it's on podbean it's on itunes it's on stitcher google play wherever you want it was a fun conversation that we had uh, i think you guys are gonna enjoy it so without further ado enjoy josh williams on the pantelis podcast Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and PantelisComedy.com. It's the Pantelis Podcast. Let me know what, what we can or can't say. Anything uh, you want. I have a lot of racist views. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, like, is it about the blacks? And then we can it say was it. the funniest thing. That's what Pete Johansson said when I at, when I interviewed him. At the, the very last thing he said as we were saying about he goes, you're a lot less racist on the uh, podcast. I was like, you motherfucker. I like that. That's so funny. Josh Will- Williams, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How you uh, how you like in Montreal? Uh, let's. I'll be honest. So far, this is this studio is the nicest place I've seen in Montreal. Where have they the put you? The roads have been all. Cr- I was in an Airbnb. I was actually in an, a nicer Airbnb this time than than last time. But the roads are all cracked. Oh yeah. There's well, it's, I mean, it's melting snow and ice. Everything looks like garbage. But you know what? I complain about it a lot, and then people are like, ah, he's just too close to it. That's why he's bitching. It's good to have somebody from another city be like, no, the city's garbage. Well, come to Ottawa. I'm not saying that there's anything. I love coming to Montreal. This is like Canadian Vegas. You can do all sorts of debauchery <laughs> and shit here. I mean, as 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 Canadian as you can, as, yeah. yeah, as. As Canadian Vegas as you can get, because they're still all right. We're still nice people. We don't shoot each other. Exactly. So yeah. take away, you know, Vegas without the the mob still runs it, just like fucking. Vegas. Not as many homicides. <laughs> exactly. They just rob you here. Just a lot of money changing hands. Exactly. Suspiciously. Instead of pawn shops everywhere, it's poutineries. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's what they have here. But you're uh, you're having fun out of the podcast is great. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate it. the one man podcast. The one man podcast. There's the link is going to be in the description anyway. Oh, thank you. Make it much. easy on people. Just click. Uh, I actually I very I like any po- I like the podcast that the comedian can talk by himself for a long time. It's something I don't do that I wish I was I was doing. I love that because it's you, you're hearing their ideas, you're hearing their week, and, and you kind of get a story from them, and then you want to listen because if they said something like you when you were losing weight and you were doing all, I want to know the update. Yeah, I'm like, okay, now I'm invested. I have no news but, about that. But you, but you know what I mean? Like you get invested after, right. and you want to know, like, okay, what's he up to? Oh, that's a fucking good idea. Let me try. It. Let me do this. You know, I, I always appreciate that. I'm gonna try to do more of it on here, but it's hard because I like uh, I like bringing people in and interviewing them. Well, I did that because I'm lazy, and I got I got good advice from other comics who were doing you know one man podcast. I didn't know what to call my podcast, and I would doubt everything that I picked. So I just said, well, I just want to do one of those one man podcasts, or just me, whatever. And I just every time I come up with an idea for a name, the first thing I do is go right to a web hosting thing see if and see if it. the name is available. And onemanpodcast.com was available. And I go, are you kidding me? So I bought it and I go, I'm just going to call it One Man Podcast. And I take shit for that all the time because everyone's like, he's got guests and people. Yeah, it's the only one man podcast with multiple people. And so I originally justified it by saying, well, the one man podcast in the week is me. If I'm interviewing someone, that's the one man being interviewed. It's all about them and the that's guest funny. or whatever. And then I had two guests on one time, and they're like, yeah, this is getting more ironic all the time, the stupid name. And I'm like, whatever. But th- I like th- how they take it literally. Like, oh, you can only have one guy on there. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, then don't listen. Right? <laughs> what if you had an episode where you weren't there and you had a woman, a female comic? And we go, oh, they exchange the then, name. I'm, then I'm the we one man. I'm the one. one woman. <laughs> co- Still, <laughs> I actually made, um, back when I was, was dating my, uh, my girlfriend, um, her, uh, the way my logo looks, um, JW, well, she is, uh, her initials were CM. Okay. So the, the J could be flipped, just curled a little bit. And then uh, the three lines would be an M instead of a W. So it actually looked like that. And then instead of, of course, having like the bathroom male body, it was the female. And then I just, I looked like I took it and made it pink instead of orange. And I just had a little spray paint font that put W-O in front of the man. I'll, I'll send you the link of the picture. I think I still have it somewhere. Just, just so you can show how I altered it in case I was ever not available. I, told, I said to her, would you ever be willing to host it oh, if I was sick or something? And then, of course, the image for it would be like... That oh, would actually be cool. People yeah, would watch it. Like, I might, oh, look at that. I, well, I, yeah, I would probably still have to put my my logo on it. But if I ever had a, a, a female guest, I might play around with that. I'd like to have several. I just haven't had the chance of crossing paths with uh, anyone who's in town. Or you get a lot of good people in Ottawa, though. Oh, we get amazing people in Ottawa. We're starting to get more traffic because we're starting to get new uh, new venues. <laughs> Excuse me. When the TD place opened up in Ottawa, um, we we now went from you know having maybe like a thousand seat theater to. You know, the only other option was like 22,000 at Canadian Tire Center. That's, or that's a big leap. Exactly. So there was the, the acts who were like, well, I'm not going to come for just a little theater and I can't, can't, it doesn't make any sense to buy this place for a night and then try to sell it out. Now that we have TD Place that'll do like eight to 10,000, now there's that middle ground for people like Burr. He does, he did TD Place last time he was here, which made for it's more sense for him to do that instead of doing like four shows. Is t- I, because I've never been to TD Place. Is it good for comedy? Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like it's a smaller uh, arena. Okay. So it was good. But uh, but just to, to cap off that thing about the one-man podcast, it was suggested to me to do it that way. So the guys I listen to, Bill Burr, Paul Verzi, there's a lot of guys who just talk by themselves. All podcasts that I have on my phone. Yeah, exactly. Same here. They, they said to me that the reason they do it by themselves is because then you're not handcuffed to somebody else's schedule. So you got a podcast that you got to have out tomorrow, and then your guest calls you an hour beforehand and says, hey, I can't make it you're handcuffed to somebody else's schedule. So the idea is you do one-man podcast, you do whenever you want. I've had times where I've had to do it at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, it's due the next day, but it's 2 o'clock, so I can just pull out the gear, record it, 
and then upload it. So they still get it on time. You know, it's maybe not my best episodes where I'm doing it exhausted in the last minute, but at least they have it versus I have a guest who's supposed to come at 9 p.m. It's for the next day. So rather than disappointing, everyone opens, oh, there's, he's just talking by himself. It's like, no, the expectation is that it's just me. And then when there's a bonus episode or I have a guest on, then it's just a pleasant surprise. So I don't really say, hey, I'm going to do this until we see what happens. If they cancel, then it's just a regular episode. And if they're there, hey, pleasant little surprise. You're not handcuffed to someone else's schedule. You just do it whenever you want. And you can do it from anywhere. I, because um, I wanted, like I said, I want to do the, just me talking a bit sometimes. And now I introduce video, right? It's like, now I'm fucked. Because how am I going to do that if, if I don't have a guest? Am I just going to talk by myself looking at the camera like I'm Alex Jones and just start yelling? You know, I fucked myself yeah. with the video on someone because now I'm handicapped. It works much better with multiple guests. Alone, staring at the camera and be like, these motherfuckers, the Toronto Raptors, the referees. You're having a, but you could just do insane. You, you could just do YouTube-like style stuff. Like, see, I for me, the extra added work of having to do the video editing and everything oh, like that. Oh, it's a pain that, in the ass. It's just more time. So I wanted my podcast to be something as simple as I take the recorder, I plug the microphone, the headphones, I hit record. I even have apps on my iPhone and my iPad that I just plug into the recorder. It's got the little sound intro music, outro music. I just tap it as I'm recording and it You're fades done. on its own. And then I just hit stop, merge down, upload, you know, oh, put it on fuck. the computer and upload and I'm done. Way easier than so, what I'm doing. Exactly. Now I had to add an extra step because even though everything sounded great in my ears, you know, um, th- there, it would be a little low. I'd listen to the finished production and people were like cranking it in the car to be able to hear it. You know, at a decent level. It wasn't like it was still quite cranked, but, you know, you got your, your car cranked up. You've got max volume on your, you know, earbuds or whatever. So I now have one more step that takes me a little bit longer. But the idea is I can do it from anywhere. To, uh, to put the volume up? Add this it just levels put, everything. Yeah. So sometimes, like, it's funny because you and I can hear each other at the same level right now. Yeah. But it's not, it doesn't mean that when you output, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. But even though it's like, I'm like, why are we wearing headphones? We're wearing it so yeah. we can hear what the end product is supposed to sound like. But then you listen to it and you're like... How come, for me, it was how come every single guest is louder than I am, even though we're at the same level when we're talking? I always feel like I'm louder now. And then, you know, they're, they end up being the loud one on the podcast. It's very, it's, I don't, this yeah. is all magic to me. Yeah, I have no idea how it works. Someone recommend, I watch a YouTube video that says, do this. I now have something called Authonic that <laughs> was free and now you have to pay for it, which is fine. But I, I put it into that and it basically takes all the levels and like equalizes them so they're all the same thing. So if I, I had one interview with Trent McClellan. Um, and he was in Calgary, so I basically did a Skype with him, plug, again, just, just output from the headphone jack right into my recorder, so I don't have to add yeah. shit later. The, the, the suggestion, I'm sorry, I hope this is entertaining for anyone listening, just the technical stuff. Yeah, side. I think it is. I think it's something to learn. Yeah. So what somebody, one of the videos I watched, they said, is don't, don't use, like, programs on your computer that, like, record a Skype thing, because they said that you could use the software... And it's recording. And then, of course, once the whole interview is over, you go back to listen to the recording and it didn't capture anything. Oh, so fuck. they said, just use the headphone jack, plug it into your recording device. And then if it stops working, you will immediately hear that you're not hearing that person anymore. And you can correct it as it happens, as opposed to just having faith that that background application is actually properly recording the audio. So that's why whatever I'm doing, whether it's my phone, my laptop, iPad, whatever, all the inputs are plugged right into the recorder. So if anything goes down, I hear it right away. And I can adjust accordingly. Do you do a lot of phone? I, I only did one phone-in interview in the beginning. You just too, the same thing. Just the one. And the 
I wasn't happy with the volume, right? And also, for me at least, I like this. I like sitting with the person, talking, shooting yeah. the shit. It was a guest that I couldn't get on. Uh, she wasn't in town. It was, um, I did Misty Suicide, you know, from oh, the Suicide okay. Girls. Yeah. So she's the one who founded the whole thing. So I was very curious. I wanted to learn, see her, you know, how she did it. So the only way was she wasn't in town while her, her dances were here. So I said, fuck, I, I'd rather get her than anybody else. Right. She said, I'll do it over the phone. So I, I connected through Skype and yeah. I used an app that I had to pay $30 for yeah. just to record it. But it was not the same. The quality is not the same. Recording off your computer like that, and the dynamic isn't the same. Because I feel like I'm fucking like I'm those radio guys. Like, yeah. what are you up to now? You know, I just. Well, that's what Trent and I did. We couldn't get Skype to work, so what we did was I called him on the phone, but we left the Skype open, so we were still looking at each other, but all of the audio was coming from the phone. Okay, I so like that's, that. So just again, audio headphone output right into the recorder. So if anything went dead, I'd hear it right away. As opposed to just, you know, if it's, just, like I said, background app that, hey, you're paying for, but your phone call, just plug it in right into the recorder. Now it's another input that's just recording into the main track or whatever. This, uh, it would be easy for me to do that, too. But I'm trying to limit, like I said, the phone stuff. I like... Uh... Yeah, it's better face-to-face. -face. Like I said, I've done the one, and I think if I had to do it without actually looking at Trent, you know what I mean? We're just sort of talking. Because there's a... I think that the conversations are better face-to-face -face because you still read off the other person's body language, yeah. level of interest, and things like that. Like, I, I find it really hard to do the one-man podcast sometimes because I'm staring at the wall and just talking. And here's the thing. Sometimes I, I start to get tired of what I'm saying, and I go, if I'm sick of it, how Imagine long them. ago did they <laughs> check out? And then it turns out that they were enjoying it, and I fucking cashed it. You know it. what? Because you know what's coming. Right. It's kind of like stand-up, right? Yeah. You, sometimes you get off. Does it ever happen to you where you get off, and you're like, oh, man, I fucked up that set? And you're like, man, that was great. I had an yeah. awesome time. And you're like, you peasant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I was off. I, I always think that everybody in the audience is my better. And I'm like, thank you for thank you for not letting in on the fact that I'm not funny and you didn't tell anybody. Because we're I, fucking, we're psychos, that's why. Yeah, I always feel like I'm going to get off stage and, and they're going to go, you're not funny. Yeah, I feel and the I same know way. That you've been getting away with it for a long time, but you're not funny. You're just up there being, you're full of shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's a weird thing that we have, though. Because I think after all these years, uh, a couple of us at least, I mean, we've proven that we're funny. But yeah. every time you get off, that's done. You're only as good as your last set. Then you start doubting yourself again. Oh, I'm like, I don't know why. The, the longer I've been doing it, the, I feel like the less time I have. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I always, I swear, I only ever feel like I have 15, 20 minutes of material all the time. You know and why? Because hours. You automatically shift in your head. You without no, there's some stuff that you consciously get rid of because they're time sensitive. Right. But there's other stuff you'll notice if you because I, I I've been studying myself and the jokes I've been saying the past I'm like what happened to all these jokes? You just cycle them out for one set and then forget about them the next set. Forget about them and then it's hi history. A joke yeah. that was working for you and you did it three four times and you forget about it. Yeah, I got uh, I got lucky, uh, lucky and not lucky. My first sort of year in comedy was I I learned for myself to not do any pop culture references or anything current because just, just in my first year of comedy, uh, I remember I did a joke about like, maybe my second year, whatever I was new to comedy. And, uh, I did a joke about, you remember when Maple Leaf had the Listeria in it? Okay. Which is, and a lot of people, like I watched that joke. I, I did a joke about how, you know, you, we always hear about these stories of people dying in these tragic accidents, like they go skydiving, their chute doesn't open, or, you know, they go skiing and they get buried in an avalanche, or in Ottawa, right, so when you're new, you do local references, there was all these, like, uh, graduation yacht cruises down the river, and some kid would get drunk, fall over the edge, and drown, and, you know, and I would always say, like, you know, and then the media makes this, the, this, this big deal about what a horrible tragedy it is, and I said, I'm not saying that any deaths aren't tragic, 
but I said, I always like, I have a hard time feeling sorry for people who are going out like rock stars doing the things I could never possibly afford to do. That's do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would be my best day is dying at that moment, you know, skydiving or five-star skiing trip. You know what I mean? Like, but I would say that I feel more bad for the people who are done in by their poverty stricken lives. Right. Like I said, like the, it, it was a, it was a real death that happened on Ottawa. Again, another thing with time is there was a woman, an old woman who stepped off of one of the public buses. She got caught her skirt and she was dragged like 15 Holy bucks. Holy shit. Yeah, it was fucking brutal. But I'm like the 80 year old, well, I said, I'd be, I feel more sorry for people done in by their, their poverty struck in lives. Like the 80 year old woman who's still forced to take the bus, steps off one day, gets caught and dragged, you know, 10 blocks to her death. I said, or the person who can't afford the extra dollar for Schneider's bologna. So they get listeria because <laughs> all they can afford is the maple leaf stuff that's that's a, that's a, you know that's sensitive that's a good joke while right. it's happening yeah that's perfect the problem is that now if you were say people wouldn't know what the hell you're talking right about. and a joke as you know it doesn't start off in its finished form it takes time oh. to to develop but it's funny like i watched that joke get funnier as i crafted it and then it's where it is and i watched the laughs get less and less as people started to forget that it happened do you know what i mean and i think i ended it by saying like you know i think the closest thing i would ever come to dying in, a, in an avalanche is uh you know, if a display case fell over on me in a Walmart or something that's like that, probably while rummaging through one of those bins. To get discount you know? items. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the thing, just as an example of a joke. That happened to me, so I watched uh, a local, I learned about local references and, and uh, you know, time-sensitive stuff. Like, just something happens and then it's gone. But at the same time, I think I did a joke about the shake weight, right? Oh, the the obvious, weight, yeah. obvious thing, right? Um, but I did a joke, I think I worked on it for about a month, getting it to where I wanted. And the, the joke was basically something like, hey, it's a, an exercise, right? We all know what it looks like. Um, and I said, uh, it's supposed to strengthen the underarm areas, ladies, because that's a problem area for you. They say, now they go, your silence tells me I'm correct. <laughs> You're not protesting. Um, but I would say some of you might have a tool like that at home. He might even be here tonight. Oh, that's you know? funny. And it's not going to just strengthen your arms. It's going to strengthen your relationship. Just something funny. It's one of those like insinuating yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. And I go, oh, it only takes 20 minutes a day. I go, well, I only take four. So take your pick. You know what I mean? So like that, but then what happened was at the end of that month, South Park came up with a new episode that had the shake weight in it. And not only does she use it as a jerk off exercise, but it actually, what she learned using the shake weight, in fact, did save her relationship. So when I came into the club the next night, everyone was like, did you see South Park last night? I said, yes, the joke is gone. Yeah. <laughs> the joke is gone. So I, I just took it as like, okay, cool. So I, I thought of the same idea that the South Park guy. So everyone knew I didn't lift it from South Park, but yeah, from that moment before. on... That moment on, you can't. No one would ever believe it. They would go, "Yeah, we all saw South Park." You know what I mean? So it doesn't look that way, and that's how you got to be as a comic. So I learned that the more I start talking about things like, I mean, how many sham wow jokes are there and things like that? You see something on TV that's pop culture, you increase your odds exponentially that someone else is writing the same joke, yeah. not stealing, but just writing the same yeah. joke because it's out there. One hundred percent. And the same thing about time sensitive things, you know, references, stuff like that. So. Now in my act, I just talk about timeless stuff. What's going on with my life, things that I encountered, things that I saw. Because at least it's not like, hey, what's the deal with fucking Donald Trump? Like, really? You know what you should do, which I'm trying to get better at, is if you're going to talk about Donald Trump or something, you use it to start off to do that little um, talk with the audience, get them on your side, and then get into your set. Don't put that shit in your set. Right. Let's say today something happens with Trump that everybody knows about today. I don't know, shits his fucking pants on camera, okay? I'm going on <laughs> stage tonight. Occurrence. You're going on stage tonight too. 
You could talk about it in the beginning. You guys see that shit? And then you go with your set. But if you think, oh, that joke killed, I'm going to put it in my set. That's yeah. fucking insane because three weeks down the line, what are you talking about? This happened. We don't care. This shit is fucking pants. Yeah, he's done 18 things since. Yeah, talk <laughs> about it. But I see that a lot. Sometimes people go up and they do jokes that I know they wrote two years ago. And I'm just watching them. And I don't mind that the joke, because there's jokes you could do for fucking 10 years that work. But you're talking about an event that took place two years ago. Most of the audience isn't laughing, not because they're mad, but they don't remember the event. Yeah. They're like, I don't, when did this happen? I've seen comics spend more time, and I don't say this in a negative way, because like I said, I get it. Like I, I have jokes about my ex's kids, where in the joke, they're, they're you know, eight and five, and they're 13 and 10 now. Josh, you know what I, I mean? like, m- one of my best jokes is about my nephew at eight years old. Yeah. The kid's almost 15 now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. So even myself, like it's, it's if someone asks me, because like, I can't write new jokes with their age, like, oh, I thought you just said he's eight and he's doing yeah. this joke about getting his first boner. Or whatever. <laughs> like, what? But I, I don't have a joke about that. But I'm just saying like, so I've, I've actually watched comics who have like George W. Bush jokes. Oh, that's... And they've spent more time writing the segue to make sense as to why they're talking about that guy than than just writing a new joke. Do you know what I mean? I like, love like, to see I was listening up. to the radio the other day and they were doing this retrospective on blah, blah. It's like, no, you wrote that joke when it happened and you... You refuse to let go. Yeah, and so that's why I'm just like, if I talk about my life and little things I've noticed, you know, noticed and, and whatnot, then it, it becomes more timeless. Here's my view on this thing yeah. that's just a thing that's... That's why relationship works because we're not, we're not progressing. We're not thinking of anything... You know, new relationships. We're all just still making the same yeah, mistakes. The same over, mistakes over and over, over, yeah. and over. So they're still relevant. But I, 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 I just, that's one of the things I learned is I don't try to fuck around with pop culture stuff because by the time I get it where I want it, it's already over. Yeah, and I hear exactly what you're saying. I, I agree with you. Uh, I started only using the pop culture reference. Like I said, if something big happens and I could open up with it to yeah. get them on your side, if it's a crowd that didn't come to watch you, yeah. you know, if you're booked for a show that they don't know you're going to be there, something like that. Because, uh, you know, those, those first couple of minutes... They're just trying to judge you, seeing like, who is this guy? Can I be on board with him? Yeah. So don't waste good stuff off the bat. Let them get comfortable if you can. And I like, do all crowd work. You. <laughs> I waste my fucking time on stage. Well, I remember when I saw you in <laughs> Ottawa, I was there and I brought my buddy Poseidon. There was a couple of us that came to Ottawa to, when I came for that, uh, that Monday night. And everybody, when we left, was Poseidon was talking about you. Like, was were those jokes? I was like, dude, that was crowd work. That was if yeah, like, I don't, I don't. He was just fucking anymore. around. He was just riffing, and he's like, how the fuck? Like, <laughs> it was just coming out, and anything anybody would tell you, you were just fucking like a goddamn lightning bolt, just right away. He's like, how the fuck is that possible? Because I'm just like that all the time. Yeah, it's and it's I'm, in your I'm, character. Well, yeah. That's the thing. I tell people, like, they're like, how do you do that? I go, listen, I'm just doing that all day, every day anyways. Just at some point of the day, someone just points me towards a microphone to do it. And that's, that's it. I, you know what? It came from, I had some things in, uh, in comedy. Yeah, you're going to have to, this is the part where I go, editing's great. Because we're pouring coffee and they don't pay to be on this show. Nope. So Let's this will be a cut you. of just my face at this moment. And I got to pour some more too. So now you got to cut over to yourself. <laughs> just me smiling. Are you, uh, in, in, are you enjoying your time right now at uh, Absolute? Because I came down a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was doing a uh, a gig that I think Absolute hooked up in uh, fuck Chalk River. Okay. I went down with uh, David Acker, Paul Baluyat, and uh, Wasim El Munzer, and uh, we had to drive by to get our pay at Absolute. Uh, I was hoping to see you there, but you weren't there that night, I guess. Uh, are you enjoying your time there? Because it was packed when I was there. It was I, like oh, I I'm, walked in. It was Saturday night, and it was fucking. I mean, I I am affiliated with them, but with no prejudice, I would say that uh, my favorite club in the country comics come from all over north america and this is what they say so can i can i stroke absolute dick course, a little yeah. bit right now um jason lawrence the owner um was a yucks comic 
uh, for years. He learned a lot. He was a very good worker. He worked to promote shows and everything like that. And it got to a point where he was doing so much work for Yuck Yucks and they didn't, you know, and, and forgive me, anyone's listening, affiliated with Yucks. Um, this is the story I was told. So I'm not saying this is gospel. This is what I was told. But it got to the point for, for Jason where if he cared more about their success and putting on a good show than they did, his mentality was like, then I'm just going to go do it myself right. and I'll do it better. If they don't care enough to make it the best product possible, then I'll go do it myself. So that's what that's what he did. He worked hard and um, basically everything that's that's taken for granted, like people always ask me, how does he do it? Like, what's the secret? And I, I tell them all the time, it's not one thing. It's a hundred little things that all make a difference. Um, as an example, um, Jason will will discipline servers who are passing out checks in the last 15 minutes. 15 minutes left of the show, no checks are passed out. If someone asks for the bill, you say it's just another 10, 10 or 15 minutes, guys, before the end of the show, uh, we just don't pass the bills. Because he goes, it's like a movie, right? If you buy your, your popcorn and, and drinks, and then they came and charged you for it in the last 15 minutes of the movie where they're telling you who the killer is and yeah. what the big twist is, and you're being distracted because you're trying to come up with your cards and put your pin, and you're not listening to the best part that's the stupidest thing. So why do we do it at comic books? We know because as a business, we're afraid of people walking out. But at the end of the day, like, don't don't disrespect the comics. And that's what a lot of these other clubs do is they just, it's more about the money. The show is to get them in, but it's all about the drink sales. Well, you can have when the MC, like for Jason, when the MC comes back at the end of the show, that's when they drop checks. So they're still sitting in their seats. They're getting paid, but he will not, like I've seen him tell servers, if I see you do that again, you're, you're not working here anymore. The idea that the front row, A, the club has to be seated. Yeah. You don't just, yeah, go ahead and grab any table because then the front's always empty. And you know as a comic, oh. you walk up to an empty front row, that is a way different vibe than if you have energy right there yeah. in front of you laughing. And then it you have to explain the, the second row that you are the front row, you idiots. Yeah. Like, just move forward. Don't be afraid. I, I, I tease them all the time. I go, oh, do you guys turn down 100-level seats against the glass for a hockey yeah. game? <laughs> this is too close. You might get hip. No, you just... So you check through the glass and right into you? Come on. Yeah, the idea is like it, you, you want to see, you want to be closer to it. It's more fun. Don't be afraid. Like I can make fun of you three feet back. So just come and enjoy, have a good time. I go, most of the time I try not to bother the front row because I go, you know, you guys are, I appreciate you sitting here. Or uh, at the Comedy Nest, they, we give away tickets. I always pick the people that were sitting in the front who are engaged with me. Like you get rewarded for having the balls to do it. But he, the thing is the servers have to duck in the front row. They have to whisper. Yeah. He even limits how many beers he has on tap because he doesn't want servers to have to go through big long lists of, of beer or whatever. Um, you know, so we have we make sure the front row is always full. It's a priority. Um, every every just there's a ton of little things that make it work. You know, I know because of Acker, I see him do a ton of little things too. Yeah, and it and it makes a difference. But uh, I remember I was at a club recently, and uh, oh, that's right, it's video. <laughs> I'm giving you like little subtle. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I was at a club recently where I said to them, like, I, I always tell the crowd at the end, I go, hey, guys, how about a round of applause for your service? You know, keep in mind there's two of them and 200 of you. They've been working very hard to make sure you can enjoy the show and get everything you need, take good care of them. And and then when I was asking them, like, hey, does that help you guys? Oh, we love it. They go, but this is what they say. They go, we love it, but we've already settled with them by that point. And I go, so that lets me know that they're dropping checks and everything during the headliner. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's where I go, oh, that's like I'm used to, again, I work at a lot of absolutes. That's the rule. The checks do not get dropped until the headliner comes off stage. So as soon as he comes off, 
they almost like like the hockey game when the when the play stops. Now you can go back to yeah. your seats. It's like that. The second the headliner, thank you very much. They can go out and pass their bills out, and that's fine. And I, hey guys, servers are coming around passing your bills. I'm gonna round of applause for them. Like that's a regular thing. So when I when I say you know, hey guys, take care of them, they're like, yeah, we've already settled up. I'm like giving them more money. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it's like. Oh, they're done. So if I just said that and they're like, yeah, but by the time you say it, we're already settled, then I know you were dropping checks. I know you were basically collecting. And people start to go, okay, so we had the nachos. Okay. I, uh, yeah, they don't listen. Much? They're not. Yeah. And this is the best part of the show. This is yeah. the big close or whatever. And you're you're collecting bills and it's distracting for other people who hear the people talking about whose bills were doing. So it's just, that makes a difference for the show. As a comic, when you're on stage... And you can hear the servers talking. Someone's standing right in front of you talking to people. Do you guys want another beer? Blah, blah, blah. Like regular volume? Like, do you, do you give a shit? Because that's distracting for us and person having a conversation. Right? Like the amount of times, it still happens occasionally with a new server who doesn't get it. They came from a restaurant. There's never any need to be quiet. In fact, they're always competing with the TV noise. Exactly. So they just come up and I'll be looking one way and I'll immediately turn to like tell the table to shut up and I see it's the staff and it's like. What do I say now? They, they just yell at the me. staff or whatever. And, and not that I would ever want to, but just at the end of the day, comedy is better when, when a million little things are done right. So I, I love performing at Absolute because over the years, not only seeing other clubs as I started, to, I started in Ottawa, so I was spoiled, right? I, that was the club that I was familiar with. Then you start to go to other places and see other clubs in little small town areas and you go, wow, this is different. It's still fun, still comedy, but the way, this is the best uh, description I've heard from it. This was a comic in Houston, Texas who said this. And they said that absolute comedy is like the warm shower at the end of doing all the other rooms or whatever is so you come to a place where just people are there to see comedy every it's always packed it's always you know done right they come and have a good time and they go oh this is why can't every place do this this makes this place makes money you know yeah. they're not hurting because they're doing it right there's lots of ways to do it right well doing it right doesn't mean losing money doing it no. right just means taking care of uh, the comics and the people that are coming in to watch absolutely the other thing is also um disgruntled uh people in the audience right Th there has to be a limit like if you're on stage and you kind of talk with a guy you're like hey listen man calm the fuck down you made your jokes and they continue right there has to be that time where the staff gets up and like, okay listen you're, you're out of here you're ruining the show for everybody right and they right? have that yeah they have that but a lot of clubs like i they don't and then like really i'm just here fucking arguing with this guy for 10 minutes like this is not going to take away it's not going to deter from the fucking show i use the nobody audience. wants to do anything I, I make the rest of the audience my bouncer so I'll just say to them, can somebody get this fucking cocksucker out of here? No, I just say, I just say, okay, sir, like I get that, that you want to have a conversation, but I need you to understand this. I go, how many people in this room would like this guy to keep talking? I go, how many people would like this gentleman to and stop, enjoy the show? And I go there, I go, if that doesn't make it clear to you, I go, I'm sorry to have to do that. I can't remember who it was that, that used the analogy with a, with a heckler or someone who won't shut up. You kind of have to climb the ladder. They say like so. You start off with ah, no more drinks for this guy. Yeah, you know, just a funny little. Yeah, I, I, I never go hardcore in the beginning. I, I I let it go up. But there's some people like yo, shut the fuck up, and it's, it's like okay, you went top shelf right away. Because then they get defensive. Right. You have to chisel away at them. Yeah, and there's things like you know, uh, like okay, all right, buddy, I get it. You're having fun. All right, let's let's cut this guy off. He's done. You know, and again, it's like dude, keep talking. That way the bouncer can find you in the dark. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then eventually, hey, dude, I, I need you to stop because I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Like, you're you're disrupting the show too much. And then eventually it's like, all right, someone get him the fuck out. Or, or if there's no bouncer, I go, you know, this or that. But if I'm on stage, and I've, I've never really had to do that. Maybe I'm lucky. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. But I've been lucky in the, 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 the way that when I'm talking to the audience, I'm pretty sharp and quick. So not a lot of people want to engage with me. You know what I mean? Because a lot of them think that they're funnier. But then they hear how I've been talking with other people. They're like, Maybe I won't tempt 
right? But the thing that they don't realize, spoiler about me and my, my series, I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, that's the other I thing. I don't want to make they anyone feel bad. Yeah. They see the image and they assume it happens to me too where there's hecklers, right, during, let's say for the opener, and I'm middling. It's happened a couple times at the nest. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go out there. Say something. I will fucking bury you, right? Yeah. I get on stage and they're fucking silent. They're children. They're wet cats. They're just scared, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. They quiet it down. The fucking headliner, somebody else goes up. It's a fucking shit show again. I'm like, do it to me. Do it yeah. to me. I, I want it. I'm asking for it. But they, it's, I guess if you go on with too much of a, like, ah, this guy's going to fuck around. Let me stay quiet. I don't want to get made fun of. Yeah. This next guy seems nice. Let me attack him. Because that's what yeah. they do. They go, the nicer you are. They want to fuck with you. Yeah. They don't want to, because they're scared of your mean, because they don't want to get embarrassed around their friends. And it's happened to me a couple times at the nest where I'm hoping for them, like, oh, I'm going to fuck them up. They're quiet. Like, oh, they learned their lesson. And then, and then it goes right back and to And the headliner's like, what the fuck? I was like, well, they didn't do it to me. What do you, I can't randomly be like, I'm assuming you're going to be a shit fucking. Even if he did, like, I just, the part of me is like, I, I would hate. <laughs> it's funny. Over the last few years, I've been reading more and more stuff about like enlightenment and, and anger and <laughs> everything. Well, it just, and, and the thing is, the more I learn, the more like empathetic it makes me and therefore less angry and less funny. Like the funny really does come from the anger, the frustration. Yeah. And so like, there's no part of me, like, I don't know what's going on in that person's life. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That. So like, and, it's, and the old me would be like, hey, fuck you, you're ruining the show. But the new me is like, I don't know what's going on in your life and I don't know why you're doing this. So the last thing I would want is like, let's just say you're speaking out because you're drunk and maybe this has been the worst week of your life and this is just how it's coming out. And then I'm going to go ahead and embarrass you and humiliate you in front of a room full of strangers. I could just make bad worse. So that's why I'm like, as much as I'm capable, and I think that's what they pick up on, is they hear the the wit and the, the good-natured shit, but it's still teasing. Yeah. I think that they're almost like, I don't know if I want to provoke him into that level, so they just don't. But the secret is... Even if I got provoked to that level, I, I still, that part of me would be like, I don't want to hurt this yeah, person. Yeah, you feel bad of it. Yeah, so that's why I go, I get the audience being my bounce with somebody saying, how many people want to hear this? Like, I'm not hurting you. I'm just showing you what environment you're in right now. You're like, ruining the show. They didn't come here. Yeah, they didn't come here to listen to you and your jokes. You ever have, you a, you have a lot of bachelorette parties at uh, Absolute Nottawa? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I fix them quick. Those are, I've no, they're, it, the it, they're the yeah, worst. Yeah, they're the fucking worst. People think that I'm exaggerating, but the worst experience I've had at the comedy clubs with disgruntled fucking uh, attendants yeah. is them. It's the fucking bachelorette, bachelorette parties. parties. It's like, um, well, here's the thing. You put a bunch of guys together and we all want to outdo each other. We, we get the most immature we're, we're possibly capable yeah. of getting. And ladies, that's the bachelorette party to you is you all are just trying to outdo each other, out drink each other. Just go crazy. It is the most obnoxious women behavior. Not, not that the women are obnoxious, but it's almost like you guys feel like you get a free pass to be basically males, obnoxious, drunk males. So the idea is just think of the worst possible boy behavior. And that's what a bachelorette party is. It's a bunch of women drunk, acting juvenile. It's all penis themed yeah. and everything so I, like that. I was yelled at one, suck my dick. I was like, really lady? Like, <laughs> fuck, you're like 40. She probably 40. had one on a lollipop or but something it's like You're like 40 that. years old. You're not embarrassed yelling this out there. What if your fucking kids would see you right now? Just, yeah. just if you want anyone to know what a bachelor party is, it's the worst behavior of males Shy of punching, performed, performed shy of the by physical, females. yeah. I would say for shy of the punch because I'm sure they even get aggressive and try slapping. But I would say that uh, that's the best way is, is think of obnoxious male behavior. You know, drunk guys uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. That's a bachelorette party. They're all trying to outdrink each other. They all want attention. Yeah. You know, it is it fuck everybody else in the room. It is all about them at that point. This is our night. Uh, yeah. So I find it amazing that they all end up at comedy clubs. 
the place where you got to be quiet. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know why they... I think they're just like, it's going to be fun. And you know what? It is if you it could shut be. your fucking mouth. But it's just... And, but again, like bachelor parties don't do that. They go to the strip clubs. So yeah. strippers may have the same thing. Dancers, whatever is appropriate. They might just go, ugh, a bachelor party. For fuck, who wants it? I don't want to... Hey, Stop yelling, fellas. sir. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I can't wait for one of them to puke all over me. Fuck, that must <laughs> suck. Dude, everything sucks. All of us, strippers, comedians, we're all prostitutes. We're all whores, yeah. We're all whores. Give me money and I'll chimp around for you. Like, that's, I feel bad for for all of us. You know what I still get mad at? Off stage? Say something funny. Still happens, still get mad. Yeah, and apparently that's like a hacky joke for comedians to tell. Is that like, oh, someone's like, oh, tell a joke. You're like, oh, do this. I did that. But it's true. Like, what other profession does someone immediately want verification like oh I'm a doctor oh really can you take and they pull down their pants take a look at this what but that's that? what I did six years ago when I had first started doing comedy it was one of the jokes I had met a girl in a club who found out I was I started doing stand up yeah. and she's like tell me a joke and then I'm like really? like who does that like would you go to a fucking chef and out of the blue without equipment or anything be like make me a cake or do people tell you hey you're a skank suck my dick it doesn't work that way there's context and everything absolutely and she, but it took a while to register she's like, wait what, what did you just call me like what the fuck just happened it took a while but I was talking about that on stage I go how they ask they just say say something funny but yeah. the second you put it like that there's not going to be anything funny because you're already starting with a negative right just talk to the person you're going to find out that whether they're on stage or off stage you're going to have a good time but if you start, tell me a joke, tell me something funny. Yeah. How the fuck is that going to work? Why are you demanding shit from me? Just shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, it's, it is odd to just immediately request it. Your server, go get me a sandwich. Sing like, me a song. There's, there's a million, yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, you know, a musician. Oh, cool, get a, fine, go find something, play. Throw me a couple spoons. Like, yeah. it's, it, it's <laughs> odd. I think, I don't know, maybe it's just that people seem to think comics want to tell jokes all the time. Yeah. Do you know it's, what I mean? I think we it's don't the have, movies. We don't have knock-knock jokes and stuff like that. It's not like, oh, tell me a joke. Okay, so there's three guys, right? Like, they're, they're not... I, I think even even equally... Insult, like, here's the thing, is they don't know any better. I don't feel like every one of these people was, was told, hey, listen, it's very rude to ask a comedian. It's like, it's rude to ask a woman her age and her weight. You know? Yeah. These are things that we we are we learn eventually. You should have. My buddy's restaurant keeps... <laughs> his club gets closed down all the time because it refuses to do it. That's why. <laughs> He's got to start carting these bitches. That's what <laughs> exactly. So the thing is, like, you, you'd think that people would just, at some point, like, you know, it's impolite to ask somebody in their profession to immediately do something in their profession. Like you're asked... A dentist. You, know? you just meet him. Hey, I'm Steve. I'm a dentist. Just take a look at this. What do you think? Yeah. Can I keep this canine Any, or I got to get rid of it? Anything that someone <laughs> does. Why are we the only profession? As soon as you say you do this, you're like, oh, do it for me right now for free instantly. Like I think it's because of film. I think it's because all these... They see these hacky cartoon versions of comedians yep. who are just like these slapsticky, whoa, what's happening, everybody? And they're like, oh, that's how these fucking weirdos are. Yep. <laughs> and so they just assume this is what they want as well. They just want to tell knock-knock jokes and make us happy. When in reality, we just want to be left alone. Yeah. I now fulfill my attention needs through comedy. Now I want to be left alone exactly. in my spare time. Leave me alone. It's uh, it's funny too. The only thing that I find that bothers me more than that, but again, it's an innocent thing, is after the show when someone comes up to you. First off, I love when, so for listeners, I'm going to give you a free nomenclature thing. Uh, we don't do skits. We don't do <laughs> sketches. We don't do skitches. I love your sketches. <laughs> here's I, something, I hear that. Yeah, here's something for your skit, your skitch. I'm your like, skit. you just put skit and sketch together and neither of those are things. We, we do a set. An act, a performance, those, yeah. that's what it There's is. There's bits within it. Yeah. So you show, so yeah, if you go like, hey, here's a bit. But the thing is, someone comes and go, oh, here's something you can use in your sketch, and then they oh, tell you they, a street oh. joke. So, and for anyone who doesn't know what a street joke is, that's a, you know, okay, so a rabbi and a priest walk. Like any of those jokes that no one really knows where they came from, they're not, 
Those are those are called street jokes. I'm gonna say that on fucking stage. You know, you know how fast I'm gonna get fired. Yeah, exactly. So, but the idea is, you just heard me up there talking about my life and things like that, and then you come up to me after. So, here's one you can use in your sketch. Like, a, you didn't write it. B, is that what you think I do? I'm up there just telling. Like, did you hear jokes me that tell I any? Up? Yeah, did you hear me telling any street jokes when I was up there? So, I think that one again. They don't know any better, but I think that just the idea that like you, like again, I'm a comedian. You didn't hear me telling you the jokes. Do you think I've never heard them before? Like if someone just came up and said, hey, let me tell you a joke. Okay. I'll listen. That's fine. But the idea that you're saying it to me so that I can use it, like, oh, thank you. It's insulting. I never thought of stealing shitty internet jokes and then just getting paid. Like, is that what you think I do? I just tell internet jokes? I'm going to start doing that at like nice restaurants. Hey, bring me the chef. <laughs> You're like, here's, here's a, a recipe. recipe. <laughs> here's a recipe for you, buddy. You can thank me later. You just give them the website. There's a bunch on here. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You're wel- All those tired nights of this. testing out food combos. Don't it? You're welcome. Hamburger helper. Dick yeah. Head. Yeah. Oh, how funny would that be? I'm like, you go into a fucking bakery and you just give them a box of Betty Crocker. Way faster. Yeah. Way faster. Here you go. You're welcome. So stupid. What are you going to give me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it better be jokes. It better be street jokes. It's Just tell me. It's ridiculous. But, it, but it's part of it. Every Here's the thing. Everybody, this is the thing too. It happens in retail all the time, right? Because I'm a stand-up comedian in Canada. I've worked a lot of day jobs. Oh, yeah. Um, and the thing is, in retail, working with coworkers, you're like, can you fucking believe these people don't know? Da-da? It's like, yeah. Dude, you do this every single day for eight hours a day. Of course you know that. You're trained on it. The customers don't know. They walk in the door. They're not focused on that. No, they don't know your operations policy and why. Can you believe people think that? Yes, because they're not trained on it, right? So we all have things. Like, we live and breathe comedy. So, yeah, of course we know the nomenclature and we know the etiquette and all that stuff. And they just don't know. So, again, this is part of the being more empathetic and not angry is, like, just... I swear to God, happiness is the cure to stand up. Because as soon as you're fucking happy all the time, like that's the thing. Happy people aren't funny. When people yeah. are like, why are all these comedians killing themselves? I'm like, because we're fucking unhappy. But you know, you, you know what's crazy is that I, I try to be happy most of the time. But when I'm on stage, I only talk about stuff that pisses me off yeah. on purpose. Because if I talk about stuff that makes me happy, I'll just go off track and just there's talk about it. There's nothing about funny it. about it. So I'm like, focus on what gets you pissed off. Because they understand. They understand drivers. They understand airports. They understand dealing with fucking customer service. They get that because they go through it too. Talk yeah. about that. If I just talk about how much I love my dog, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, okay, that's that's nice, bro. But are you going to kill it? Like, what's Well, what's that's the thing. Is, is In getting upset and frustrated about it is what turns it over in our head over and over and over again. And the thing with comics, and I've said this before on my podcast, um, is that you you uh you f- comedy comes from the cynicism of looking at something being critical turning it over and over and not being able to let it go cuz it's just so frustrating and angry like it just happens to the point where you're like I'm, I'm so like the dog being even the yeah I love my dog but he does this and that pisses me off like the humor comes from the criticism so when people are like why do comedians kill themselves yeah we're not happy but here's the thing when you see us in public and you're talking to us you're like oh I thought he'd be funnier it's like we as comics use humor as a way to process Anger. anger like, yeah. So instead of going and shooting up a school or just being, you know, oh, that's sad. Like we we use humor to take something that's it frustrates we us. Take or the off. Yeah, exactly. And we make it palatable, uh, palatable, or, or palatable to be able to access it at that point. And here's what we here's what we thought of the situation. Happy people, something happens, they go, oh, that's weird, and then they fucking let it go because yeah. they're happy. So they didn't turn it over a bunch of times to make it humorous. They're just like, oh, that's that was frustrating. Well, back to my life. Like I can't do that. No, and, and but the thing is, the more enlightened I get. I'm like banging away on this, but sorry, everybody. <laughs> is that the more the more enlightened, the more I I you know 
am patient and things like that, the less angry I get, the less funny I get. So I still give my person like yourself too, is I, I give myself permission on stage to just say whatever I'm thinking and feeling and not trying to over process. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't get anything fucking ready because I wasn't just dwelling on it. I'm trying to be a better person in life. So it just makes me not funny anymore because I try not to, I forgive everything immediately and therefore can't hold on to it long enough to, you know, whittle it and craft it and polish it and then go, Hey everybody, here's what refined pissed off looks like. You want a nice drum of oil? What's well, a bunch of dead fucking dinosaurs? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, do you think, because obviously as, as a comedian, we get into these, uh, we get into these situations, let's say with retail, okay, right? Where we're either the best customer they had all day or the worst, right? You ever think they talk about people like us, like to get like, did you see that fucking idiot or whatever? Because we, because re- oh, yeah. normal people, they just get either they're really happy or they get pissed off to the point where they're belligerent. Like, I'm never fucking coming to Best Buy again. It's just crazy, right? <laughs> but I You'll went, have to bleep that out. They didn't pay for that plug. They didn't pay for that. <laughs> so, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a Best Buy story right now, so then uh, hopefully they lose some fucking customers because of this one. So I went to Best Buy uh, two weeks ago to get... I want to get Bluetooth headphones. Okay. okay? So, But the only catch was I had to get Sony ones because I had basically on my credit card, I had points. So... Uh, had I, to be Sony to redeem them? Because it, it's a Sony credit card. So if it's Sony, I buy with that credit card they just credit to me. So it's fucking free headphones, Bluetooth. So they'll like, give you, oh, you Because I had, I had that many points. I see, I so see. like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get Sony ones because in the end, I'm not paying for them, right? So I pick up these headphones. I go to the, the cash and the, cli- you know, the client service area where in case you want to return stuff. I guess she's trying to be helpful. She's like, no, no, don't go there. Just come here. So I'm like, okay. So I go, I give the headphones. Like, I just want you to know about our policy. You can't return these headphones once you buy them. Right. So I looked at her, I go, what do you mean? She's like, well, sir, if you let me finish, I'll tell you what I mean. Oh, that, I was like, that was yeah. that. So I was like, smile. so I, right away I got a smile. I was like, oh, I'm going to have fun with this. She's like, due to hygienic purposes, you cannot return these headphones after you buy them. I was like, so you're telling me if I buy these fucking phones, I walk out of the door, the headphones, I walk out of the door, I try them on, they don't fucking work, they're broken, I'm stuck with these fucking headphones? No. She's like, no, no. If they're defective, then you could return them. I was like, okay, so I could return them. She's like, no, only if they're defective. I go, yeah, that's me return them. I go, that's you, you said I can't return them at all. You're telling me that if they're defective, I can return them? She's like, yes. Okay, so then what you said in the beginning about the hygiene, I don't care about because if I return this, it's going to be because they're defective. So there is a way for me to return them if they're defective. She's like, no, you can't return Like she kept getting mixed up yeah. and scared. Just She was just scared to say you could return them if they're fucking defective. So I got to a point where I had just stopped. I was holding my hand. I go, if these are broken, yeah. can I return them within 30 days? She's like, yes. Then that's it. I go, why the fuck are we on a tangent for fucking five minutes about right. you can't return? You could, but you can't. You could, but like, are we fucking around right now? No. Well, here's the thing. I actually just worked in a place <laughs> where we sold a lot of headphones and people try to return them all the time and we can't sell them again. But that's so, all I told but you. I know what you're saying. She's yeah. like, so, well, that's, I, here's the thing. I said, I don't I, care. I honestly, I, told, I don't care the color, they were blue. I go, don't give a shit. I, 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 I tried them I on. just want them to work. If they work, we have no problems. If they don't work, I'm going to return them no matter what your policy says. I'm not fucking paying fucking $250 shit, yeah. Yeah, headphones. I'm returning this shit. So it got to the point where she just didn't want to say, look, sir, for hygienic purposes, you can't return them because you don't like them. If they're defaulted, they, you know, they, they don't work. They're defective. Defaultive. Making up fucking words. If they're defective, return them. That's all she had to say. But she kept, try- uh, no, no, you can't. Re- she just didn't want to say the words. There is uh, there is an option. There is a scenario yeah, where you can return. Them. She couldn't admit that what she, her wording originally was wrong. Exactly. I apologize. I'm sorry. I, I phrased it wrong. What I mean is, you can't return them because you don't like them. You can return them if they're defective. Perfect. I had to say that to her, and she still right. was hesitating to agree with that. Yeah, because she just didn't want you to be right and her to be wrong. Yeah. And that doesn't. At the end of the day, doesn't fucking matter. It, it's so funny with with people in retail. Like I customers 
drive me crazy. Again, forgive them. Here's So this happened to me, and I did tell this, I think. I don't know if I did. I'm always afraid of getting in trouble. Are you afraid of getting in trouble? For some reason, yeah. I'm always terrified. There's no And I do stupid shit that will get me in trouble. Yeah. There's no hate in my heart. There honestly isn't. Again, as I've spoken, I'm like, I don't even get mad at people for things that they deserve to get mad at for. But every time I speak, I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble for this. So this happened uh, at one of the stores I was working at. This guy comes back in. And he goes, and he was blind. He had the, the folded up cane in his hand. He had the sunglasses on. That or he was fucking with me. But he, but he said, um, you know, I, uh, do you know how to calibrate a Sony TV? And I said, my first thought is, no, I, I'm afraid I don't. And I go, um, I go, but I mean, I'm sure if you look in the manual, you'll be able to look. And, I'm, and I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm like, it occurs to me. I'm, he's, of course, you can't look in the manual. Oh, he's blind. And I go, I, I apologize. I said, you know what? Let me look it up online and I'm going to see if I can find... What's going on with it? So I'm I'm going online to see what's uh, you know see if I can find the manual for his Sony whatever. So I type in and what was wrong? It just didn't work. He, well, that's what it occurred to me. I'm sitting here. I'm talking to a blind guy, and he's trying to calibrate his TV. Yeah, like is it audio? Is it the audio? I'm, much, uh, I'm no, assuming, saying, but he's talking about calibrating the picture. And he, he goes, fucking and, and no, I don't, but here's the thing. He's wearing the sunglasses, so I can't even read his soul by looking him in the eye. So I'm typing it in, trying to pull it up, and I'm Did going. Did you know he was blind because of the stick or because of the. The stick and the sunglasses. Well, I the sunglasses, mean, I, I profiled you know, Some people him. wear sunglasses at night. Oh, it was, it was, so the, they it can, was the folded so they up, can. like the one that you break up. And, okay. Oh, it was, yeah, he was, he was. He might have I mean, been committed to the bit, though. You know well, what I mean? That's all, that's all <laughs> I'm saying is, at the time, I'm like. My first thought is I don't want to offend, so I'm not even putting the connection of the of the the disability. And I said blind guy, which is wrong. Apparently, what? yeah, you can't say a blind person. You're supposed to say a person who is blind. And the logic behind that is that you see the person before the disability. So blind guy's disability before the person. This that is, is just some a run. I know, I know, retarded social justice <laughs> warrior shit. I will not. But it's. But here's the thing. I've I've gone in several different things where they're teaching accessibility, and part of it is to recognize the person before the disability. Like I, mean, I always recognize sense. the person, but I'm not gonna fucking. But it's when you change my language. Oh, and hey, I'm not asking you to. I'm just sharing that in case yeah. anybody's like, listen to this fucking asshole. I, I apologize for saying blind guy. I there was it was a person who was blind. I'm aware of the right way to do it. I'm just a piece of shit. So I like the blind. I'll tell you me. why. I can never live like that. I don't know how the fuck they do it. That's <laughs> the most powerful people on the planet. Ah, and they get to enjoy music more than we do. Yeah, obviously, because it heightens the other sense. Oh, I have a story. I, uh, I Wait, I want to hear this. I want to hear what's yeah, going yeah. on with the fucking. TV. So, so he, I just I'm I'm at first I'm going like so it, it makes me think about the manual. I go if you look in the manual, you probably and then I go oh blind manual right away. And it's not until I'm halfway through searching, trying to find an online PDF, so I can read it to him and tell him how to do it. He's not going to remember I'm that. halfway through, and I go, wait a second. What's the issue with the television? Why are you trying to calibrate it? And he goes, the picture's a little blurry. That's your eyes, bro. <laughs> and I, well, But I'm in a fucking uniform, and I can't <laughs> say that. So I'm just staring at him into these sunglasses. Don't know if he's looking at me. Don't know if he's... I mean, I'm just... I go, dude, I'm a comedian. Do you know how much you're messing with me right now? Like how much I want to say? And he's just staring at me, says nothing. And I go, are you fucking with me? I, I just go, you know what? I don't know. I don't like in my head. I'm going, you know what? I think I might know what the issue is. <laughs> you see, you're a way better person than I am. Cause I would have been like, let me ask you a question. Are you blind? But I, it was, just, just out of curiosity. Are you blind? No offense. And if he says, I am blind, the smartest thing. And I didn't. Oh, but so, mine would have been if he said, yeah, of course I'm blind. I'd be like, well, that's, there's the problem, sir. <laughs> yeah, you need to calibrate something else. <laughs> it ain't the TV. And the thing, yeah, and the thing with, uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe you could take your head into the shop and get it tweaked up a little bit. <laughs> Them lenses tightened. I don't know. <laughs> you think he was just, that was his practical joke time. He's like, let me fuck with the seeing. Well, he got the best person for it. Because I, 
now my coworkers would have spent 40 minutes trying to find a way to, I just, and what ended up happening is I couldn't find the manual for it. And I said, I apologize. If it's defective, you can bring it back in. I go, your best bet truthfully might be because I can't, I really couldn't find the manual for it. Uh, or even the 1-800 customer service number. I think what I was looking for was the customer service number so we could call them and have them walk him through, you know, uh, the, the calibration. But I was just, as soon as he goes, the picture's a little blurry. I was just stopped looking at the monitor and looked at him and was like, do, do, do you, like, I'm a comedian. Do you know how hard this is for me right now to process and not say anything? Like, just, I said, and he just stared at me and I'm like, not kidding. I didn't get a little slight smirk or something like so he gave me nothing so i'm like all right well now i'm not gonna get in trouble for saying that because he clearly didn't pick up on it right but i'm just like i i i, I don't know how to help a blind guy clearly was see he blind TV. i have a follow-up question as soon as i okay so as soon as i said the thing i'm like oh you can look in the manual and then read and then i went oh and he started to nod like yeah of course that doesn't work i'm blind how am i supposed to look in the manual and of course i'm like yes of course not thinking oh the piece of technology that you're complaining about is a visual one you know what it might be and you're complaining about a blurry image two things one does he know he's blind or two <laughs> is he, two someone described what 4k looked like to him he's yeah, like that's not what that's i'm that's not seeing. what i'm <laughs> seeing it's all darkness it's like cuz he's hearing stuff on the news he's like there's so many you know uh, white supremacists are beating up black people he's like all people are black people. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, <laughs> he, or it could have been his uh, roommate or somebody he lives with who could see. He's like, fuck, the picture's blurry. He's like, you're working tomorrow. I'm off because I'm blind. I'll go to Best Buy or wherever it was to figure this out. That could have been the other There's issue. There's so many but he, things. But he had to say, like, listen, I am blind, so I can't tell the difference. However, my roommate says the picture's blurry. Do you know why this could be? Instead of the picture's blurry. You're like, yeah, sir, all your pictures are blurry. Yeah. It's just one of the, and then, and that's the thing, like right now, such a scary time because look how many people like daily are thrown under the bus for just saying, yeah. like, like, I guess that's the thing that's, that's frustrating and scary for me the most is that it doesn't matter what your intention is anymore. Like yeah. it's just, and, and, and there's so many people out there who are going to say what your intention is. That's the worst. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I like having conversations with people. I like learning and seeing other people's perspectives and whatnot, but it's such a, a hard time to have an opinion or to even just to share a thought. When I was talking with Pete Johansson, that's what he said. He goes, right now, people need to be able to make mistakes. Always they need to be able yeah, to make that's, part that's of how life. you learn. Yeah. But right now it's they like one you. mistake fucking costs you. So people, and that's the thing, when you're afraid to make a mistake, you're more like what you fear you draw near. So you're more likely to fuck something up and, you know, treading, walking on eggshells all the time. It's like people are, you know, well, we're, we're, we're improving our vocabulary. And it's like, I, I, I don't think so. I think we're just all really scared to talk. Everyone's terrified that the language is more sterile and diluted than ever. Yeah, I don't know? like it. I don't like, I don't like the policing of language in the sense of people, t everything now is an extreme. So if you say, I don't like the policing of language. Like, oh, so that means you believe in racial slurs. And no, no, that's not. A, that's the extreme. <laughs> right, but that's someone else saying your intent. Too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying is I don't want you to take, for example, if I say a blind guy, yeah. I don't want you to take that as oh he doesn't like the blind. I that's that's not the context in which I'm saying it. This is how I learned the. That's how I learned the description. Yeah, we've heard the person who's blind, blind, the blind person. Yeah, that, blind person. Yeah. I don't think any less of them. And if I say a person who's blind, it's not going to change my perception of them. It's the same person to me yeah. that happens to be blind. It, you can't say because I put one word before another, you're, you're putting this whole linguistic uh, connection to right. my intentions. Right. No, I could use I could use the word retard. I could use the word retard. The word retard, which I use a lot, by the way, I've never used for an actual 
person who's mentally disabled. Never. <laughs> See, I use and it. And I just did it the worst possible way for like a retarded person. For like a retarded oh, person. And I didn't mean it. But that I've never done it. it not because I'm scared to. It's just never happened. No, no person who's actually mentally retarded has done something to bother me. But my friends who are fucking retards, right? They get it all the time because that's to me where it belongs. I'm not the only. Actually, one time, but this was a hundred percent accident. There's no way I could have known. I was waiting. Uh, you went to the Eaton Center. I don't know if you checked it out downtown. No, here. Oh no. They have a big mall. I was. It's a huge food court. And I was waiting behind. There was like three, four people. And I was just agitated, right? I was like, oh my God, move. Like I was waiting for them to throw the food. I was like, what are you fucking retarded? (laughs) I am not joking (laughs) with you. (laughs) Like it was a fucking on TV, like some kind of a fucking sketch. Just slowly turns around. Turned around. They had shirts, everything. It was like a school or something. I felt. The shirt says, please don't ask if I'm retarded. (laughs) I I wanted the earth to open up and swallow me inside. I I was going to cry. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, and the teacher's looking at it. And I was like, oh my, how do I get out of this situation? And I just. Held the tray with me, left, went to another uh, thing, city. Little bit down. <laughs> I went to another city. So it walked out, and I was like, this is the most embarrassing fucking thing. Because they heard me, because I yelled it. People heard oh, me. Oh, yeah. Saw me. Nobody attacked me or anything, but they all looked like, what a fuck. Because to them, it seemed like I knew what I was saying. Yeah. I knew that the person was, I had zero clue until he turned around, and I saw the rest of his friends. I was like, oh, no. And that's oh, how you no. know you're a good person. Is like, oh, no, I never would have called somebody never, never, that. Never. And that's the same with me. It's like, I... That's the closest I think I came to fainting ever because the oh, embarrassment. I, oh, yeah. I remember when I was I'll, – I'll, so I don't think I've ever shared this story before. I just remember – like this was me. When I was young, I got bullied. We, My mom uh, – I was raised by a single mom in Ottawa, and Ottawa's bilingual because it's got – it's written Me too, but in Montreal. Yeah, so my, my we were Anglophone. My mom wanted my brother and I to have as many opportunities as possible, so she sent us to a French immersion school. She's like – I. English and stuff at home, but you should learn French Smart. if you're going to be it too. So, so we went there. But the thing is, the school we went to was all like upper middle class kids, two two parents, two incomes, whatever. Oh boy. And my mom was single mom. She actually, uh, not to get too far into it, but the idea is, I'm actually even starting to forget the point <laughs> of why I started saying this. But uh, it's about retards. Was it? We were talking about. Oh right. yes, I remember. I apologize. I we we got bullied as kids because we were the poor kids yeah. in an upper class. You know, school. So the idea was, I got bullied a lot. I got picked on a lot. Um, so I knew what it felt like to be the bullied kid. Um, and the thing was, uh, I remember one day at our park in our neighborhood. So a lot of lower income people in our neighborhood. I remember one day they were doing like a, I don't know if you guys have it here, but in the summertime we got all these public parks with the pools. And oh yeah, the yeah. pools, whatever. And uh, they were doing like lifeguards were doing a barbecue that day. Yeah, they do that here too. So the. Um, one of the lifeguards came out with a bag of charcoal briquettes and put it down. And this one kid kid went, oh, can I have a cookie? I go, they're not cookies, you fucking idiot. They're, they're charcoal briquettes. Ugh. And just the look on his face, like it was done. I didn't say anything oh, else. No. But the look on his face, it wasn't even that bad. But, but you I, felt, because you saw how he took it, you felt dude, terrible? at yeah. the dinner table that night, like it just, it stuck with me. At the dinner table that night, I burst out crying. I burst out crying because I just... I knew what it felt like to be picked on and I didn't mean like, obviously like when you correct somebody else for making a mistake, that's an insecurity in yourself. If you know what happened, you understand the mistake they made. I regret inviting you to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, but that's what it is. Whenever you're having a conversation and somebody like you're talking and you stammer or stutter or whatever, and someone stops you and goes, did you mean that? It's like, that's not on you. That's on that person. They knew what you meant. You stutter. We're human beings, but they felt the need to stop you and make you look you know, incapable yeah. in front of other people. That's, that's on them, not that on shit. you. And that's the thing. In that moment, that was on me. That wasn't on that kid. But I just, I burst out crying. And, and at the time, I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking, man, I, I hurt somebody who didn't deserve it. Do you know? I don't think anybody really deserves to ever be hurt. But I'm just like, but that's the kind of person I am. I, there's no part of me that would ever 
want to hurt want, anybody. Yeah. And so that's the thing is if I say something stupid, like just right now when you were saying like I call my friends retarded, but I've never I've never call and I was like a retarded person and I didn't mean it. But like that's that. that's the whole and thing. You're like a person who's mentally so you were actually better person in that linguistic in, moment. Ling- in that moment because I was thinking about it because I was talking about it. Right. But it doesn't mean anything. Like, like it doesn't mean that in the context of I wasn't expecting it, I wouldn't say something stupid again without the intention of hurting somebody. That's what people don't understand, is that you can't just take up a word, look at its definition and be like this is what uh, what this guy means by that yeah. in, in in social uh, instincts. Because if I'm writing something, it's different. I have time to sit there and write something, and I'll write an essay, and if I say retarded, I probably mean retarded and this and that. But if we're just shooting the shit yeah. in conversation, we'll say a lot of dumb things. Right. Or even words. Like if you're talking about fucking race, and you're talking about somebody said, and you repeat, you're like, fuck, man, and then he called him a nigger. Right. You're clearly not calling some, You're not... Bl- but if somebody just hears the word, like, wait, what does this word mean? Right. So oh, fuck, this guy, this fucking Pantelis guy, he's really hateful. Yeah. No, you're taking it out of context. I wasn't saying it at someone. This is the word. I was yeah, saying what happened. I was quoting someone. But they now people just look, they just wa- they're just waiting. They're waiting by the bushes. They're like, oh, that's a, that's a word. That, that's on that list. It's on that list. Fuck yeah. this person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's really tough. Like, the thing is, if you look at it, this is how I look at it, is... When you're with a group of friends, everybody's busting each other's balls. They're yeah. calling names and everything like that. Especially with comics. Is, if people oh yeah, sit, oh fuck yeah. If you're good with a comic, if it's your friends, like imagine if it's me, you, and another two guys that we know well and we're in the green room. That is the worst place to be for anybody. Yeah. Except for us. We're going to have a the great time crying. Shooting gallery. <laughs> but it is, you're going to hear the worst of the worst. You're going to be like, how are these people allowed to be in public? <laughs> oh yeah. And, and the thing is, but, but here's the thing is, is and it's the same reason why it's a comic you know or someone you don't know, is that if you're with a group of friends, everybody knows the intent exactly so that's that's the part where we like someone people can say the worst things to each other and no one's like excuse me you can't say that they're like nobody says shit because you're all friends you know unless somebody uses one of those quote unquote trigger words i love that now we're not even we're, we're coming up with new ways of categorizing things mansplaining trigger words uh what's another one i fuck i don't know i, I was them. told what mansplaining was a woman explained to me a female comic uh, about last month because i kept hearing the word but i never it never clicked on what yeah. is that it means condescending but yeah. only men are capable of it, exactly which i thought was bullshit then i had the argument i go what do you mean it's like oh well if it's something that the person knows but then you act like you know it better i go why is it called mansplaining oh if you're a man i go so if i'm being condescending but i'm a woman is it still called mansplaining and they're like, no. And like, oh, well, this isn't fine. You know, I was. The word, there's already a word that means that, that's genderless. Aren't we in a genderless society? Yeah, it, now? it doesn't. So, like, Wait, so what it's the basically fuck is this? just a way of making us seem like the worst sex. It's yeah. sexist, but it's sexist towards men. And I'm not trying to be that white male that's. We're victimized. Look, I don't, I don't care. I said this last night chatting with a, a group of uh, people who came to the show, and it was a wonderful conversation. And I swear, every, every minority and gender represented at that table, which was just fucking good. It was great to have a conversation where everyone Minorities, was included. also known as undesirables. <laughs> hey, Montreal has different customs. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but it was nice because we had a conversation where I just said, look, I get that, that white males have been, you know, have had the good seat at the table for a very long time. And I, I think that I, I'm big on equality. And I mean, yeah, but I same. mean equality. I mean real Fucking equality. E- yeah. you not, know real not e- the pendulum swinging no, no, the other way. You know what equality means to me? You know what it means to me? If it's you and a comic who, whatever you want, a, com- a comic that's half fucking man, half bunny, okay? Yeah. We put you both on stage. That bunny's funnier. That bunny gets a spot. That's what, not you're funnier, but that bunny's been through some shit. So the bunny gets a spot. That right. to me is not equality. That's some fucking bullshit. I want the better person. That's what I tell people. So this whole thing of, well, you don't have, I don't know, you don't have enough women on the show. You don't have, 
I just want people who are funny. If it turns out that I could put five comics on a show and all five are female, but they're the best of the best and they say they're funny, that's what I'm going to fucking put on the show. I don't give a shit if they're female. I don't give a shit if they're black. I don't give a- the funniest people are going to be at the table. But don't tell me you have to include this because you need to balance it out. No. I b- if, depends if on what the job is. If that makes it for the best show, then that's the best I, product. If it's yeah. for comedy, I'm saying same thing at the right. office, right? If they're telling me, uh, oh, this traditionally is, let's say, a man's job. I don't know, some IT. But I could find five women f- uh, in IT who are going to do it better. I'd rather get the w- I'd rather get the person who's better at the fucking job. I don't care yeah. what their ethnic background is, what their gender is. What does it matter? Who's better at the fucking job? That's what I think real equality is. I don't like this whole thing of, yeah, he's better, but he's a man. And men you know, traditionally have that job, so... Let, let her who keeps I, fucking shit up do it. No, I want the better person for the fucking job. That's I, what equality is. Yeah, and for me, I don't even, truthfully, I don't even think of it as, as the, the business or, or whatever. What I think of the equality is the whole, I think that when men treated women like they weren't as good because of their gender, we were wrong. Of course. You know, and when I say we, I wasn't one of them. Yeah, we, that's I was the raised thing, by a we... single mom and, and I, I have the, the strongest people in my life have always been women. So I, I don't think women are incapable. I've never treated women like they're like their little cupcakes or something like that. But what I what I see now, this idea that like I said, the pendulum swings the other way, and now the feeling I get, and this is a psychology thing, and I'll and I'll 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 start by saying the psychology thing is that every human being, when they feel attacked, they attack back. True. That's how it works. And right now, it feels, just talking about myself, I'm not talking about anybody else, but it feels to me like just because I'm a white male, I'm being attacked. And I know the kind of person I am. So naturally, my, my human psychological instincts are to try to defend myself. And so the idea that when I say the pendulum swings the other way, what I mean by that is that, you know, uh, men were wrong to treat any any minority, any other race, any other gender, like they weren't as any other. There's one other. Oh, well, now, sorry, now there's 72. But at the time... Well, not, not I'm, really. I'm just joking. Yeah. But, People ide- could identify with 72. <laughs> Scientifically, there's not 70 fucking two. Well, yeah, and I, I won't even say that's one of those things where I'm Oh, like, I'm going to get in trouble <laughs> for that, too. <laughs> All I mean is, again, I love everybody, so I don't care. Hmm. But at the end of the day, men were wrong when they treated women like they weren't as good. That was wrong. Of course. Now we're not in a part where it's like, hey, now we're all equals. Now we have, I feel. Let's punish a men. A time like men are the assholes. Yeah. Mansplain. You take a word like condescending that was inclusive to anyone being an asshole. And now it's not condescending more. Now it's mansplaining. We've attached a gender to it. And now it almost feels like the only people who are capable of being condescending now are men. Women are absolved of that. No, there's a word for it. And now it's, th- those are the things, the reason I say they bother me is it's like, oh, that looks really good with a hashtag. So it's almost like y- you don't even get to hear anybody's opinion anymore. Like here's, the, here's why I feel attacked. For me, I've had people before I even said my point of view go, oh, what are you going to mansplain it to me? Oh, I hate so that So what shit. you've done is before I've even said anything, you've basically already labeled it and compartmentalized it before I've even said anything. You've already decided with a little hashtag term that what I'm about to say is going to be condescending and that it has no value. And I've always said, my position has always been that, you know what I do when I want to know what someone's position is? I listen to it. I listen to it, then I decide whether or not I feel it was condescending or whether it had had value or made any sense to me. But the idea that we we can just dismiss someone's opinion because of their gender or their race or whatever. Like I said, men were wrong when we did it. And the reason I say it's pendulum is it's not equality. 
people are now treating in my opinion, and again, because I'm the one who feels But it's not everybody, it's the vocal minority that does. That's what I've noticed too. Because I'll see a lot online and be like, what the hell, man? Have women gone crazy? And it's not, then I'll talk to my girlfriend, I'll talk to, like, no, this is just a very vocal minority and it makes it seem like there's so many people out there that are out of touch and just are like, straight white men are evil and this, which is all absurd. Because I like to, like I said, I like to go by science. That's what I was talking about. For example, when people say uh, men are dumb, you know, they try to, they do these, oh, men are just stupid. Scientifically, into, they've done the studies. Intellectually, there's no difference between men and women. Right. Intellectually, there's no difference. So whoever tells you a woman is smart or dumb, or, none of it is true scientific. You can't back that by science. Right. The stuff that we do have that are different are like physical traits and stuff, which again, people try to hide, right? If you're like with the whole uh, transgender athletes now, mm-hmm. which I think is insane when they have like a man who's been a man most of his life <clears throat> transition to a woman and fight like uh, yeah. combat sports. Like Burr says, he goes, is that... His his quote, not mine, is like is like is it just me or is that a dickless dude beating the shit out of a woman? He fucking just the way he that said is it. exactly it. That's because that's I see. I'm like this is a how can you be like oh no that's a quality how is that that is a man beating the shit out of that woman? We're, and they're like no we're we're all made the same. Women could do. I'm not saying women can't do it, but there's different categories. Just like in sports, there's different divisions, right? There's a boy and I'm a man. He can play in his hockey league. You're not going to make some 12-year-old play against me because if I find him in the boards, that kid is not going home again. Yeah. You know? It's just physical. I'm much bigger than I that think kid. I it's, it's the level of... Um, there's a certain level of denial that exists in it. Right? When, I, when I was talking about the pendulum swinging is if I, I'm... This is what I said last night with the group and they all seem to say, man, it makes sense. That's you know what that's actually a classic thing people do in discussions when you t- when you say that other people agree with you it's almost like you're over you're validating your point before you've even here's the thing other people think I'm right that's you know what that's unnecessary and I apologize for doing that but in saying this last night I said I have no problem if the discussion is men had it good for a long time you had the best seat at the table and now it's not your turn now you sit down it's someone else's turn I go that makes sense and I can live with that because that's at least honest. So now that we're the ones being told that we're the pieces of shit and everything like that and we're not as good because of our gender, I go, we had our turn. You know, first 30 years of my life where, you know, I was a white male, I had it made. Now it's not my turn. And that's fine. I can live with that. What I don't like is the pendulum swinging the other way, it feeling that way, and we're calling it progress. It's not. You can't just take, you can't just throw someone else under the bus like ladies, at least ladies with that perspective. When men did that, we were wrong. So if you're and doing if you're it, you're doing that now and saying that you, that the, we're the bad gender and we're the ones with the, you're wrong, all right. But we're if we want progress and equality, we let's grow together. Let's not attack the other side, because that way. And same with men who are who are attacking women and this, the piece of shit males who are still trying to make women feel like they're not as good. You know what? That argument about how men are physically stronger. Okay, some of them. But women have a higher pain threshold than men. Obviously. So there's things that women can do that men can't purely based on their physical ability to, to you know, absorb pain and withstand pain. There's lots of things. Like basically if you, if you look at a perspective and try to make an argument, you're going to find something that backs up your case. But the idea is that if we really want a better world, and here's the real secret. Uh, if we all get along, guys, uh, the world doesn't exist. Conflict and, and things like that are what drives society. So you're already chasing something that's never going to happen. Um, there but has all, to, but we, <laughs> I think here, especially where we live now in, in, in North America, yeah. it's the best that it's ever been in terms of equality for yeah. opportunities. Because in, in reality, nobody, you're going to find the few people who want to stop you because you're, because you're Greek, because you're black, because you're this, because you're that. But it's few. Most people don't give a fuck. People just want the person, like I said, who's better, best for the job, the nicer person. They don't give a fuck what you are. 
this, this complex that we have, you know, this, I've gone into arguments about um, white guilt. Okay. But in, in America, I got into this argument in, uh, in Los Angeles. I said something. And then somebody's like, wow, I'm surprised. Like, don't you have any white guilt? I was like, first of all, I'm Greek. So <laughs> I, I feel zero guilt for anything that you're fucking talking about because my forefather had nothing to do yeah. with fucking slavery in America, you yeah. idiot. I'm from okay? Sc- my, my family's from Scotland. Yeah. What, so what did we do? Yeah, so I have we nothing to do with it. We were England's bitch for the longest time. Like, <laughs> yeah, You're the person who's wrong right now for just assuming that you saw my complexion and you're like, oh, you're this. I, I have nothing to do with Anglo-Saxon. Nothing. I'm Nothing. You could get mad at me. For other stuff, you know, you get mad at me for fucking making, anal. F- yeah, for anal. You get mad at me for a lot of you guys. women who are sore walking funny. They can blame you. You can for blame that. me for that. But I was just so shocked that they're trying to make me the. Ba- they were trying to make me the bad guy in that conversation. I was like, fuck, you're clearly the big. You're clearly the asshole. You just misconception and then didn't want to admit it. No, it's the same thing. Uh, all white people are like, get the fuck out. I don't. You can't make me guilty to feel guilt for something I have nothing to do with. Well, that's the same thing too. Like I didn't like personally. I didn't have anything to do with slavery or oppressing women, or anything like that. I didn't. And that's that's the problem, is that we're still drawing lines. We're still putting people into boxes. This person is that person, this and that. Yeah. And that's why it's not getting any better. And guess what? All the while, everyone's being attacked. Everyone's attacking back. There is no progress. People are afraid to say something. But just because we're changing what you can say out in public doesn't mean that it's not putting people... Like Trump, and I fucking hate, because you heard me before say I don't like to get political, but Trump is a perfect example of that. People pushed so far to regress into the little caves where they're still saying and doing all the horrible thoughts that they have. And then you get this guy who comes out on TV and says these horrible things and makes people feel like it's okay to do it again. You know what I mean? It's okay to hate people and it's okay. And I go... That's awful. Like, look at this guy who's supposed to be the leader of the free world, and he gets into, forget the fact it's Twitter, but just the idea <laughs> that he doesn't realize I'm representing X amount of million people. Oh, he doesn't realize that. And someone takes a slag at me, but I'm, I'm representing everybody, and my own pride is willing to make me lash back. It's like when you're, all these social justice warriors, for starters, I will say that um, the only reason anybody else is out there, first off, here's a, here's a, a fun fact for anybody. Um, you can't change anybody. Hmm. Doesn't matter how hard you try. You cannot change anybody. The only person who can change someone is themselves. So running around screaming and yelling at people and and calling people every name under the sun, A, it's going to make them feel attacked. They're going to attack back. There's no progress there. And they're not going to change if they don't want to anyways. It doesn't matter what you say. The best way, and it, it's every argument that's out there, whether it's the, the, the transgendered and understanding everything from the LGBTQ+, plus, uh, to, to understanding what's going on with how women are feeling, the Me Too, everything that's going on, is try to make it a warm conversation. Make it something that sort of somebody has a question. Don't get mad at them for not knowing. We don't know until we ask. It's, but it's so, if you ask a question because you don't know, people uh, get mad at you. And then you go, well, I'm not going to try to understand this because every time I, I go anywhere near it, I get in shit or I get yeah. snapped at. So what I'm saying is that if we want to make a society where people are like, I want to understand, but in order to understand, I need to ask questions, then make it a warm climate for them to ask questions. Say, let me understand where you're coming from. I'm not saying I do it. And, and be, be forgiving. If, you, if you're in a position where people don't understand where you're coming from, be willing to forgive them for not understanding. Let them ask questions. They might even understand something incorrectly and make a statement. And instead of snapping at them, because like I said, attack, they're going to attack back. Yeah. Or they're going to go, I talked to a couple people that were fucking obnoxious. And then you're going you're gonna to dislike that the group, group or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's why I say to anybody, any social justice warrior, when you're representing a cause or a group, 
know that you're representing that cause of group. Your actions, your your aggressions and all that, you're representing that to someone. And not everyone is, is, is equipped to know that, hey, I'm I'm actually, you know, I know that it's not that that whole group. It's just that one person I spoke to. People don't have that. We act very emotionally. So that's why, I mean, again, it seems like every every time I'm talking to the pod, I always go back to what's going on right now. But, that's but that the is real, what's going on right that's now. That's the world right now. Is At least, at least I, I say the world, good luck having this conversation in a war-torn place. That's what people give don't understand. Don't give a fuck about your feelings and what word they said that, first. But I don't think it's just social justice warriors. I think no, it's, it's not. It's everybody, because I, I've been, in the beginning, I, was, I didn't want to be uh, misunderstood, right? Then when both extremes started calling me names, I was like, okay, this is all made up. Right, because yeah. I've been called bo- I've been called a racist, a Nazi, and I've been called a liberal faggot. So I was like, "Oh, really? I'm everything by different people, right?" And whatever and suits their need to give you shit at the time. There's a cafe I go to here, the local one. It's three blocks away. I normally go. I watch a lot of soccer games there. I got into an ar- uh, argument out of nowhere. Okay, and all it's it started with people were talking about the um, uh, transgender, the name. Okay. okay, they were talking about Jordan Peterson, and all I said was, "I don't." fully like how it's going like i don't understand the whole forcing people this and that but me personally if i know what you want to be called yeah i'll go with that because who am i to not like if that's and and, and like no you shouldn't why are you ge-? he goes why are you what do you say a tranny so he said something supporter tranny. I'm like you're making it sound like i'm going to fucking uh community centers being like all i said was if somebody if i know that you identify as a woman and you t- and i know this for a fact i'm gonna refer to you as a she because if i do it I'm trying to fuck with you by by being like, oh, no, no, you're a dude, though. You're a dude. I feel like that's aggressive. So that's all I said was, if I know what you want, if I don't have to guess, if I know, I'm going to refer to you as that. Why would I yeah. go the extra mile and be a cocksucker for no reason, right? And that started a fucking, uh, I'm a fag, I'm this. But that's just a sign of, I, if, you ever it's guess, so crazy. You ever guess someone's pregnant and they're not? Yes. It's the same thing. Same thing. If it's I know. It's the same thing. It wasn't intentional. It was an accident. You visually saw something and you made a mistake. But it's not but this, okay to make mistakes anymore. They, they that's were, what it is. They were mad because I said, I'm w- not willing, but that's what I do. If I know what you identify as, even if it's not your yeah. gender of birth, I'm going to go with that. And they got mad. Like, oh no, that you're fucking too far left. Uh, you, if, if that was born a woman, it's a woman. If it was born a man, it's a man. Well, fuck, man. If I know what they're identifying, what am I going to change in these people? I'm just going to make it harder on them by being like, no, no, Samantha, you're a dude. I know you were born, Sam. Who does? That's fucking, you're being yeah. mean for no reason. But that's, and that's, that's where it's like, if you're making a conscious choice to be a piece of shit, that's fine. Like that's, or not, yeah. that's fine. If that's, I, I've that's made a mistake where you, before. That's where you deserve to, to, that's where you got to own being a piece of shit because yeah. you know what the person wants and you've decided because of yourself what you're comfortable with. Exactly. You won't make So I don't agree with that because I feel like you're being mean for no reason, right. but, but I have made a mistake. If you make a mistake, that's not intentional. And that's the thing is, every, here's, okay. I did say sir. I've, I've said sir. And sure. I was already 50-50. I was like, no, it's a sir. And I said, yeah, sure. No problem, sir. And, uh, you know, I'm a woman. And inside was one of those feelings of there's no rewind button. Like there's nothing I could say that'll make this conversation oh, yeah. better right now, yeah. you know? Because I just didn't know it was hey, like a fifty-fifty type of thing. I've seen dudes walking the opposite direction, or sorry, the same direction to me in front of me, and been like, "That chick has a nice ass." Turns out I'm like, "Ah, oh, that was a guy. Yeah, that was uh, a guy." And then, you're like, and then you, and it's you, not nothing you transgender by, at all. Like, he just had long hair. He looked like Chad Kruger like, from Nickelback, and I'm like, "Who's this?" You were a That's a guy. That's a guy. <laughs> and I'm like, I might be a little bit gay, but I didn't know. It looked great from back. We could date as long as he was always facing. Yeah, I just have to see that as. <laughs> as long as you're always facing the opposite direction. But but, but that's the thing is like, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And, and that's where the intention thing. So the real, the real truth of the matter is, and I was going to say this earlier, is that 
when people are trying to change everybody else, that just doesn't happen. That's just a fact. You cannot change somebody else. They have to want to change themselves. So arguing and yelling, all that does is create friction. Now, there's also, um, there's a book I read called The Ultimate Happiness Prescription, and one of the things in there is give up the need to be right. Ah, uh, there we go. Because whenever you're right, that means that somebody else has to be wrong. Well, and when you make somebody else feel wrong, you you damage that relationship any infinitely more than than what you gain from just having been right in that instance. True, but I do believe in absolute truths, like as opposed to these subjective truths. I don't like the whole your truth thing. I hate that. There's something that's true. I don't like people saying like, uh, for example. Oh, I think Trump is a great president. That's my truth, or, or he's a shipper. That's my fuck your truth. Statistically, is right. this good or bad? I, I care about the truth because your truth is dangerous in the sense of that's how people uh, kill other people but too. You can't change religiously it. when they're like, oh no, but that's my truth. I think if I kill the you know, fuck your truth. In reality, that is not true. I, I don't like the your truth. I like the fucking truth. Truth is truth. I know what if you're I'm saying. If I'm wrong, I'm fucking wrong. That's the truth. I admit it. I'm wrong. But, but here's to the tell thing. me, to me, that's right. Uh, fuck you. It's hard, but here's the thing. It, to them, it is. And I, I agree. Like, I, I, I say I agree in this thing that I understand and I share your view to an extent. Well, but even then it's wrong. Because here's, I'll give you an example. The sky's blue. But is it, it isn't. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing is you could see something that even But that's an extreme. Now we're, we're taking the extremes, right? But if I'm you, saying, but if you take that, like that, it's, it's extreme because it's broad. It's yeah. easy for everyone to understand because we know that it's not. It's not, but it's we see it as reflection exactly, and everything like yeah. that. So, so two people could be right because no, it's not. But yes, but yes, it is. Like that. That if yeah. you had to pick, hey, what color do you see? So, what I mean by that is the sense that, like, in that thing that about how uh, when you make someone else feel wrong, the truth is even we, even what he goes on to say is that that in the world there are many different perspectives on things, and and this, two people can see the same thing in the right way. Just because it's different doesn't mean that one is wrong. Now, I agree with you. You shouldn't go out there and kill people. But the thing is, and that's why I said going back to it, is you, you can't change what somebody else thinks. Even though yeah. you agree, you can make whatever argument you want. But if but that's what they think. But I don't want to change. I, I don't want to be a leader. I don't want to change people's minds. Right. All I want But is all these for, people do. That's, that's the problem. That's the problem. And you can't, if you accept that, A, you can't change anybody else. As long as you're not hurting anybody... I want you to have your opinions, and I also want you to have a platform to say them. Like, I yeah. don't like this whole Twitter now is uh, banning accounts that are conservative and things like that. I don't like that. I don't like that at yeah. all. Just don't follow them if you don't want to see them. Now, to the left, I sound like I'm conservative. I know this. To the hardcore left, they're like, oh, you're too... But what's crazy is that on the conservative side, they're like, you're too fucking left-leaning. So I know that I'm right where I want to be. I know that I'm right where I want to be. You I don't pick fit and choose. in either side. You're right on the line. I am perfect because I do not believe in following an ideology to the end. I don't believe that because there's a party and I vote for this party that I have to agree with everything they say because they might do stupid shit like Trudeau. I voted for Trudeau, okay? Mm -hmm. Everything so Trudeau does, I start to hate. Yeah. And the second he lost me was the moment when he when they asked him about the budget and he said budgets balance themselves. I was like, I made a horrible mistake. Yeah. This guy is not fit to be prime minister. I fucked up. I could admit it. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, no, he's my boy. So he's right. I voted for him. So he must be right. right. All the whole thing that's happening now when he's cosplaying in India and all that shit. I can't be like, oh, no, no, it's good for... No, it, it's bad for relations. Even they said, dude, we're dressed like we're in the 21st century. What the, We're next to you. What are you doing? You're the only non-Indian in this fucking photo. Why are you doing this? It looks comical. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're trying too hard. You know? You're not going to dress up as a priest when you visit the Vatican. Like, just be yourself. You know what I mean? We did an event in Ottawa a few weeks back. It was like all like video games and stuff like that. So Sony and, and uh, Xbox, Ubisoft, everybody was there. And Trudeau didn't... I don't know if I'm going to get this. Secret Service like, uh, you're not supposed to be leaking this stuff. Let's put it this way. <laughs> um, we weren't sure 
whether or not he was going to attend. And uh, what we understood was his image was too hip and stuff as it is. So they were trying to get him away from. So him showing up at a video game thing would have been. He's hip. He's please too Please don't hip. murder me. I, uh, I love how they're like, <laughs> his image is too hip. To who? 80-year-old people. R- young people now in their 25, 35, who actually understand, who are not just fucking out there lost, are like, yo, this guy's an embarrassment. Same thing with Trump. Trump, say what you want to say. Let's say you agree with his fucking politics. Of, does, uh, does he even have any politics? I feel like he's just wishy-washy. He's not a, an image of a fucking leader of a country. He's not an... No matter what you believe in, say he was... He, let's say he was very strong on some political platform. Right. And even if you believe in that... As an image for a fucking country, you really want a guy going out there. And I, same thing with Trudeau. I don't want at the United Nations to have different leaders. And then I have my leader be like, you guys see my Star Wars socks. Yeah. I don't want that. I, listen, dickhead, fucking hide your goddamn colorful socks. All right? Nobody wants to see them. Talk about politics. Talk about fucking uh, global warming. Talk about some fucking real yeah, ass like, shit. What did you get this job for? The media attention. Man. But I, at the end of the day, it's like, nobody, first off, nobody's perfect. I actually think anybody who's like, um, I should be in charge of everybody. No, I cannot Something be in fucking charge. sick. In I the cannot head. be in charge of everybody. I can't even be yeah. in charge of myself. But that's what I'm saying. I was like, somebody who goes, oh no, I'm the guy to speak for everybody. To me, I already go, I don't, that's a very egotistical, that, arrogant thing scary. to think. You know what I mean? To have the audacity to be like, no, I'm the one to lead us. I don't mind leading little groups of people for little uh, projects, whole fucking country. But to go, I'm the best person in this country to make the decisions to represent the company and speak on behalf, like the amount of ego that takes. I go, not for me. I don't even want to have a, a child because I'm terrified. I'm like, I haven't figured out life yet. I'm going to teach it to somebody else. But, I'm going to fuck there's, this kid up. there's a guy, yeah, there's a guy who's going to go, no, no, I got, I got this. I'm I, gonna I, fix I, the I'll country. drive the boat. Yeah. So uh, that that's weird to me. With the... With the people getting mad and everything like that too is like like with I say social justice warriors because it puts an image in our head in terms of just people who are arguing on behalf of everybody else. The, the like I said, you can't change anybody. But secondly, um, people are only out there trying to tell other people what to do so they don't have to change themselves. That's interesting. At the end of oh, it's it's absolute truth. While you're busy telling other people what to do and telling other people how to run their lives, you're not, you're not looking in the mirror and going, okay, but hold on. What am I bringing to the table, right? I'm starting with the man in Fuck, the mirror. Fuck, that's actually very but that's, true. That, but that is, that's the thing is we, we avoid pain, right, by, by going, well, how do, how do I help other people? It's actually a codependency thing. You're busy trying to fix someone else and you're not focused on yourself. Yeah. So that's the thing is if you realize, well, I can't change anybody else. It's, it's the Gandhi thing, man. Be the change you want to see in the world. Don't try to change other people. Just be it yourself. And if everybody stopped trying to bother everyone else and go, what's the best thing I can bring to the table? I can treat people with dignity, respect. I can do this. It's funny whenever people try to censor what you hear. Do you know what I mean? Like that uh, Ann Coulter bitch who's like the worst, you know, I I don't, and even her, I'm like, how how do I forgive? What, what, she is the product of whatever environment and she doesn't have, but for some reason in her head, this makes sense to her. I feel like I don't know enough about Ann Coulter. I don't either. I don't either. All I know is that there was a time where she was banned. From everywhere. From, from everywhere. And I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I don't like censorship. Uh, I agree a hundred percent. The only main thing I know about her right now that you're bringing it up that then shocked me was I was looking at videos where she kept getting banned from... She yeah. was on TV and like, who do you think is going to uh, represent the Republic? Who's going to win? She's like, I think the strongest candidate is probably Donald Trump and he's probably going to be the next president. And everyone was making fun of her. Yeah. And like, look at this fucking dumb broad and this and that. There's a lot of people she who was, think like her. But she was right though. He did fucking win. Mm-hmm. We all thought she was nuts, but she was right. So why ban that view when in the end, she, I guess she was the only one doing her fucking homework. Oh, I just think that she was just advocating the guy that I, I, but then again, what the fuck do I know? All I know 
is that what I had issue with, because like I said, I don't agree with the things that she's saying. What is she saying though? I, that's the only thing I heard like, about. I never like, heard about race now, stuff. Now this is what I heard, is just that she thinks women should still be in the kitchen and, and like she's just got a very does she backwards. Do that to, does she do that? Because she's a woman who's an author. Does she do that just to, just to start shit? I don't know. You're, Some people do. Trump looks like he does shit to, just to start shit. I think so too, because especially when she's not a woman in the kitchen, she's, she's an author, she's out there, she's in public, she's on TV, and then she's like, no, we're not capable of this. And I don't even know if I'm right because that's something I heard. Like I'm a big you know, believer in, you know, believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. I like that. You know what I mean? Is because that a Gandhi thing? That's not mine. Because that Gandhi kid. My dad gave me that quote, but I can tell you right now it's not his. But but that's that's just one of those things. Like everything you hear is like, yeah, you can go ahead and believe it as gospel, but you know how much is bullshit secondhand part of a quote? Yeah. So I just believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. So I, when when they were saying like, hey, She's banned from this. I didn't like that because I was basically, this is, this is how I look at censorship is somebody else is, people go, well, she shouldn't be allowed to come in because she's preaching hate and she's going to influence people. And I go, I have never in my life met anybody who was like, you know what, that Ann Coulter trick, she's got a lot of good points. Everyone who's heard her thinks she's a horrible human being that I have encountered and, and had a discussion with. And so I'm going, so here's the thing. You heard her stuff. You didn't buy into it. But you're going, you know what? We got to make sure she doesn't come into this university and make a speech because people are going to listen to that and they're going to stir up things. And I go, it, you heard it and you didn't believe in it. But I like the fact that you think you're better than me. You think that your mental constitution, you can hear something and judge it for yourself and then decide for me what I get to hear. You basically, in, in terms of, now maybe I'm, I'm over-exaggerating, but to me, I, th I feel like you're going, you know what? I'm smart enough to be able to hear it and decide for myself that what this person's saying has no merit. Yeah. But I don't think that you are. I think that you're too stupid to know that she doesn't know what she's talking about. So instead of me giving you that same freedom, because what if I told you, hey, I heard something, but don't worry, you're not going to hear it. I took care of you. I hate I'm that. not going to say you're too stupid, but you're going to go, geez, I would really like to experience that for myself and no, make no, no, up no, my no. own mind. No, 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 no. I, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're, they're not saying it, but I, the, what, I, the, what I receive is, I don't believe in you to make up your own mind and to know that what she's saying is, is not progressive and it's backwards, but I'm just going to make sure it doesn't happen. And that's what I feel with all types of censorship is like when you were young and you heard something, if it was fucked up or whatever, you, you, you would ask your parents, yeah, you, knew you would ask your parents, though. you went to your moral compasses and you asked. And the thing was, you know, or, or a lot of the time, but the idea is like, we all make mistakes. We all learn from it. But what I hate about censorship, my big thing is I, I do believe that people should be able to say whatever it is they want to say. You buy a venue and you, people want to come see it. Fine. But I'm, I'm big on freedom of speech. However, I'm also big on, I don't have to listen to it. There we go. You have your Twitter account where you're tweeting shit. Twitter's blocking. No, you have your account. And if I don't want to follow it and I don't want to follow it, then I won't follow that's it. How, that's how I feel. I just won't tune. Like people go, oh, we need to get this show off the air. We need to ban Unless the show is like some kind of violent, you know what I mean? Like they're murdering people and that's a different story. They're, they're, they're hurting somebody actively for that show. Right. But dude, if it's just fucking people talking and they're a I don't give a fuck. If I don't want to watch something, I just don't watch it. Yeah. I, I, I don't hear something like, hey, there's a, I don't know, there's a fucking show on and you wouldn't like the politics on there. I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to write a letter and get that show off the air. No, if you would like that, fucking watch it. But it's not for me. I'm not going to actively seek it out knowing it's going to piss me off. Right. You and know? it's like some guy standing on the street, street corner yelling absurdities and racisms. It's like, they're like, oh, it's a hate speech. You don't have to listen to it. Keep walking. I'm not saying that I'm advocating for that, but I'm saying that, that it's one of those things where... For, like we don't have freedom of speech in Canada. 
That's true. We, we have don't. a lot of freedom. A lot of people think that we have the same thing in the states. No. In the states they have freedom of speech. We do not. You say something here, Mike Ward will will fucking tell you. Is my we boy don't have that? Is that you cannot just say whatever you want in Canada? We have laws where they will turn it into hate or whatever it is. We cannot just say whatever we want here. Oh, you wait They'll, till April. Me and Mike Ward have a new show coming out, and it's based in the states. So we're gonna say it? whatever the fuck we want. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah please, I'd love to be a part of that. I, they'll just sue me here. But you live here, and you said, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they it's hurt. Yeah, please, for the love of God, be careful. Um, but the idea is just one of those things where I go, it's a, it's, I think that it's more free to let people say, you just don't have to listen. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm only using the people that are stopped. I don't agree with them, but I do think, because eventually it's like, you can't say this, and then you can't say that. And we're seeing it with just some of the regular things. You don't get charged or anything for it. But the idea is that people are already censoring language. And the thing is, the I don't more like it. they do it, it's, it, it is taking away a freedom because now you're saying that you can't, you can't say this and that. And then you say something that someone doesn't like and now you can't say this. And it's like, what, what can we say? Can we not just trust in ourselves to go, let's teach people how to be better people. Let's teach people how to, like I said, be warm environments to learn. Because instead you go, oh, this person's speaking hate. Here's, here's a, a thing I'll share with, with you and listeners. This is something that's really helped me out and made me way less funny. <laughs> is... Um, somebody taught me a few years ago that anger is a secondary emotion to fear. So psychologically, you cannot get angry. And I've said this on my podcast, so I apologize for anyone who's listened to this and then hears me say it. But you cannot get angry without there being some fear. And I don't mean that it's a fear that you recognize. It could be subconscious. But anger does not exist. Does not exist without fear. Even a, a small frustration comes from a small worry. For example, because I, I mean, when the first someone first told me, and I've told other people since, I go, no, that's not true. I've, I, I get angry and I'm not scared. As an example, someone cuts you off in traffic. Like, watch where you're fucking going. It's because they put you your were, life in danger. Yeah, you were afraid that you were going to get hurt. You were afraid your car was going to get damaged. There was a fear that, that triggered that anger. It's You can find any situation. So for me, when I was getting angry, I would stop. I would recognize myself getting angry and I would go, okay, what am I afraid of right now? Like I, I was delivering pizzas for Domino's a few years ago and I would come back, like I get no tip three times in a row. I come back, fucking, this fucking job, people, I don't know what the fucking problem. I get angry, I go, okay, what am I afraid of? I go, well, I'm probably afraid that I'm wasting my time. I'm not gonna be able to afford to pay my bills. Like there was a lot of, if you stop and go, okay, what am I afraid of? Because not, or what am I afraid of? It, it, it's good because when you're angry, you're reacting emotionally. It's just emotion, the situation doesn't get better. And anger is just the henchman of fear. Fear is the real one. You can put all the henchmen behind bars all the time, but fear is still there sending out new things all the time. So the idea is I would stop myself and go, okay, what am I afraid of? Now I'm figuring out the fear. And when you figure out the fear, now you can actually build a solution because you're not solving anything when you're angry. You're in fact only making things worse, which buries fear deeper. You push people away when you're angry, less likely to find solutions. But when you stop and go, what am I afraid of? Well, I'm afraid I'm wasting my time that I'm not gonna make enough money. Cool, well now I know what I need to do to not be so angry. I need to make sure that I'm doing it. Like you, that's what they call when people are angry all the time. They're all fear mongering because that's exactly where it comes from. But what, what it's helped me do is, is I don't always figure out what it is that I'm afraid of. You know, because like I said, shit happens subconsciously. But at least when I stop and go, what am I afraid of? Well, now I've pulled myself out of the emotional state and I'm back in a logical one where I'm trying to figure out. So I'm not reacting and making things worse, not making people around me uncomfortable. But not only has it helped me deal with my own anger, it's really changed how I see angry people. Because now I don't see someone who's angry, I see someone who's afraid. And when these social justice warriors or people are screaming and and yelling at each other, these are all just people who are afraid. And what they're and, and who knows what the fear is. Somebody who's transgender may be upset because they're afraid they're not going to be understood or they're afraid that they're going to be con- like, you know. I can see that. Yeah, like I told you, and, I got yeah. in trouble just for saying 
whatever I I'm told is what they're identifying as. Yeah. And then people were like, no, you can't. It's a slippery slope and this and that. And so maybe they're afraid that, that they're, yeah, I mean, it's. No, no, but what I'm saying by that is that that's where I could understand the fear of, let's say, a transgender man who's, who's, who's a woman, like, who's, who's um, portraying, who's identifying as a woman. Right. I could see the fear of, oh, fuck, if, if, if they continue like this, they're not going to let me identify as a woman. I could see the fear because I've seen oh, yeah. somebody react negatively to me just saying, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll call them whatever they want. You know? Yeah, and so and and they hear that and they go, "I'm afraid that I'm never like this." That's the way the world's going to continue to be. Like yeah. they don't even know that they're feeling that fear. It just makes them angry because again, the fear has just subconsciously triggered the anger. And so that's the thing too, is right because before, if you had somebody angry at you and screaming and yelling at you, immediately they're like, "I'm a, I'm this person's aggressive," makes you afraid. So what happens? You get angry to bat. Now I see someone who's afraid. I'm not afraid or, or angry. I see a, uh, I see the anger. I identify it as fear, but I don't become afraid. Because I, I like know your you're style. afraid. I know you're afraid of something. So now I can just go, what are you afraid of right now? I go, anger doesn't exist without fear. So what's making you like, like I said, you bump into somebody at a club and spill their drink. They're afraid that they're going to look stupid. They're afraid that they're, you know, have a stain on their shirt or have to walk around all night with the, so all of that comes from something like but people who are, it's the insecurity. It depends though, because, um, I have different times where just what you just said, the drink thing. Right? I've had times where I've been mad and times where I haven't. Yeah. And the time that I was mad, it happened a couple times, was when the person who pushed me and I spilled the drink was aggressive. Right. And then I became, listen, motherfucker. But I've had times where I... you were maybe my, afraid that they were going to attack you. That could have been well, the fear. Physical, <laughs> phys, for physical stuff, I don't fear people. I've been fighting growing up. If I get knocked out again, I, I, that I don't have a fear of. Right. But there's been times where somebody spilled something on me and genuinely I see the, it was an accident right. and I don't feel, I don't feel, aggra- I'm like, oh, I go, don't worry, man, whatever, it's a fucking drink. Right. I'll wash it off. I'll but go get maybe the one. angry person, the fear is that they'll just do it again. They didn't give a fuck. They maybe, I don't take, know what, they yeah, take, maybe. Because you don't, you, that, that, but that's the, the, the best part of it is even but I don't if you look don't for, figure out what it is, just the fact that you stopped and go, what, it, what is making me afraid right now? Because like I said, it's not a huge thing. Sometimes it's just a little concern, but it manifests as anger. And that's only so that, like, basically think of fear as cancer. If you're, if you're not trying to kill it, it can continue to grow and do all that other stuff. And you're not yeah. identifying because you got this thing over here. But it when does you stop make sense and go, how do I cut you out so you don't grow anymore? That's, that's where it is. So anger's like I said, anger's basically the fucking smoke and mirrors for fear. So while everyone's looking at the anger on you, nobody's going, hey, what's he afraid of? Like, like my brother recently um, had a lot of medical stuff. And and he was kind of he was exploding a lot lately, just angry. And I just he was scared of the medical before, stuff. Yeah. Well, I I mean I I assume we had a, a conversation where I shared this with him, and it wasn't overly. Uh, he he received it, considering it was just right off the back of an argument. Uh, he received it incredibly well. But we just had the conversation. Go look, dude. Anger doesn't doesn't exist without fear. So whether you're conscious of it or not, there's something. And I go and I go. You have lots of reasons to be to be concerned and afraid, dude. I get it. And that's why I'm not, I'm not, I'm not screaming back at you when you, when you explode, but, but it exists. And then there's the thing, a lot of people have real, like, that's the thing. Instead of us being empathetic towards each other and go, all of us who are upset and afraid, our feelings are valid. We have the right to feel. A transgendered person who's being treated poorly by society, their feelings matter. So, so to, 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 for them to be angry, for that fear to exist, it's not, it's not like, hey, you're, what the fuck are you afraid of? That fear is, is legitimate, but the, what you do with the that reaction fear, yeah, what you do problem. with it, you can either try to solve it, and like I said, my humble, humble suggestion is to try to make a warm climate for people to learn, have more people be understanding, don't get mad at people, and people who are representing transgender people, you guys 
are, like I said, you are miss a lot of you. I apologize. And I shouldn't even say a lot. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because... They're misrepresenting 100%. your clients. <laughs> I, no, no, I, 100% because I see it a lot. I, I'm, 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 I've been more involved in... Because uh, I, I started really liking Jordan Peterson. Okay. Because I only found out about him through comedians here. And I didn't look him up. All I heard was there's a professor in Toronto and he's a piece of shit. He's a racist or whatever. And I was like, this guy sounds like... An, I don't care. I won't look into it. And then I saw him in a couple of things and I was like, wait, what is this guy saying? I was like, what the fuck? I agree with what he's saying. This guy's not a racist or whatever. I agree with exactly what he's saying. You know, yeah. so I started paying more attention to him. So then I see the attacks that he gets, which are most of them are unwarranted. Like he'll say something like, for example, um, kind of like what I'm saying, which is I'll call you whatever the fuck you want me to call you. I don't mind. But I don't believe in a law dictating that it would be illegal for me not to. Right. You know, I'm like, I fucking agree with exactly what he's saying. I, I don't want a law to tell me what language I can and it's can't to use. to take your choice away. But when you see the arguments, they're like, oh, you fucking uh, uh, transphobic or this and they go. I'm like, fuck. This is insane. No, sh- no wonder people are going to automatically become defensive. Like, whoa, 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 what's with the transgender community? They're a little aggressive because they see this shit. So you are right when you say that a lot of these, it's a vocal minority that they represent. or It looks terrible because same thing with me. If I wanted to make a point, but all I was doing was going out there and fucking yeah, slurs and they're like, holy fuck, this guy's crazy. Just yeah, saying racist. Who wants to get on board with, the angry guy? On board with this guy? And you make it hard on yourself. I know it, it can't be easy. Even now, like, you know, as progressive as we are, to be transgender, it can't be easy. It can't be easy even for yourself, right? Yeah. Just to have that complex of your whole life, you want, but you always had something else and, you know, you identify something else which yeah. the outside world can't see. None of that shit could be easy, right? Is it going to make it easier for you to just make enemies from people that are potential fucking friends, you know? Because me, I'm on board with all that stuff. Of course, I don't want people to get mistreated, but I'm not on board you yelling uh, transphobic, race, and just because you feel like maybe they're misunderstanding. Well, it's it's like, uh, let me use my example with going back to the whole being a white male. We are not victims. We are still privileged in, in some way. Again, that's another word I fucking hate. I hate that. But th- there's there's a level of realism to it. But the thing is that that's, that's the thing. There's some truth to it and then everyone runs away too far with it. Now, now any opinion I have is privileged. I'm like, well, or maybe I do look. You know, maybe I don't. You're a white male. Well, no, you're not. You're Greek. You know, and I'm privileged. Um, I was the poor kid at the school. I was tormented for eight years of my life as a child being the poor kids. I used to get beat up. We didn't have the things the other kids had. Like I, I developed a lot of psychological uh, issues from, from being the poor kid. As soon as I started working as a young guy, and I was like 12 washing dishes in restaurants and stuff, Same. I spent all my money buying things. And I didn't have a lot because I was like, oh, look at all these kids with things. Yeah. They seem happy. So I fucked myself up by doing that. Um, and then and then as soon as I was old enough to get a credit card and shit like that, oh, or a cell phone, I'm like, anarchy. I'm not paying my bills. I'm buying more stuff. It's a drug like anything yeah. else. I felt good at consuming. And it's something I spent years of my life trying to undo. So... Yeah, there's a certain level of privilege being a, a white guy, but what, all I'm saying, I got to go far off, is that the fear, the anger that 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 a lot of uh, I'm also trying not to be hyperbolic, but saying oh, a lot of the anger that some men are having with being told that they are the the shitty sex, the fear, the reason they're getting angry is because the fear is that now we're being told that we're less, okay. and we don't want to feel like, like I would I would assume at least from my position when I feel attacked. I don't, I'm afraid that people are going to look at me because of my gender and my skin and go, this guy's a piece of shit because I don't think I am. I feel like I'm a good person and I want, I want that equality. I want every one of us 
identify the way you want, be who you want, love who you want. I don't care if you're gay or straight, male, female, or anything in between. Yeah, who gives a I shit? I don't care. And I don't mean I don't give a shit about you. No, I'm no, I mean who gives a shit? That's not how I, I don't need to know you with labels. Yeah, exactly. That's even not how. Even your name, even your name you don't pick. Why aren't we fighting about, hey, you're not Peta, I'm not Josh because I didn't, that's my slave. Like, it doesn't matter. Who's, people are still fighting over slave names. But I'm just saying, but at the end of the day, like, be yourself. If you tell me, don't call me a man, call me a woman, don't call me Pentelis, call me Steve, whatever you want, the all right? Steve but I'm just saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is, don't get mad at me because I didn't know. Yes. Okay? Well, now that's the thing. I make an effort, but that's the thing. It's a problem to ask questions. Pun- yes, and that's why I say- I don't like it. You get punished, and, and that's where people go, well, I asked once, and I was met with this. It's called conditioning. You know, not femme conditioning or anything. It's called conditioning. Anyone's capable of it. But when you start to train people that every time you ask a question, you get punished, guess what? They stop asking questions and they just go with what they already, their pre, they, the, the notions that they already had. And guess what? A lot of what we knew and thought and stuff like that is wrong. Or, or sorry, incorrect. I don't like to label. It's, it's maybe not the most progressive. So the thing is, in order to educate people, Make it a warm climate. Let people ask questions because guess what? Nobody asks a question because they don't care about the answer. Maybe some do. Lawyers ask. <laughs> they already know the answer. But what I mean is if you go, so just out of curiosity, like what do I call? That's, there, there, I would say that there's a level of, of, of genuineness, genuinity <laughs> to, to ask those questions. I know that when I ask those questions, I go, here's, here's something that's making people uncomfortable. I can educate myself and I can be more inclusive and I can be, you know, uh, uh, a more caring and loving person to, to other people by learning this. I've been met hostility, I've been met with hostility just for asking. And, and as much as everything I've said here today, where I go, I try my best to understand where that person's coming from, that they're afraid, everything like that. I go, there's a lot of people, usually the ones who are way less progressive and open-minded that would just see that, see the aggressive and guess what? Now they're attacked, they attack back and we're not moving forward. Going with that pendulum swinging. It's like, listen, we're not, we cannot have you know, now there's another whole side that they're wrong and everything they do is wrong and they're less because they're gender. That isn't equality. It's not progress. It's just someone else's turn. And like I said, if you want to come out and say, it's our turn now, fine. Because at least you're being honest about the way it's going. I support, and it doesn't matter what's okay to say and what's okay to do. I always support progress. So I want us all to be equal. I see, I see women as strong. I always have. Okay. And I don't want them to feel like, like they, it sucks. It, it, it's got to suck. I, I used to think it sucks for gay people. A lot of gay people. Well, it did in the 80s. They were getting the shit kicked out of them. Oh, it's, it, and it's, they're still, and, and they, they still. No, no, I haven't beaten up a gay guy in years. Okay, that's right. I was going to say, you've been, yeah, yeah. you know. I've been uh, quiet. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of the, the no, uh, what I mean by that is Because I can't like, get a mob together. But Everybody's <laughs> busy <laughs> on their fucking phones. It's a way busier time. The, the funny thing I find about, and I say funny, not humorous, but just odd and, and silly to me, is that like you, I've seen people when you're talking to a gay person, they just want to ask them questions about their sexual orientation. I've even said to to my gay friends, I go, I go, this is the funny thing about about you versus me is that I get to have favorite movies and hobbies and meals that I like. You know, people ask me about all sorts of things. People only ask you about gay stuff. It's like that's your whole identity, and that sucks. That, 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 that some people see that and that's like, that's all you are. You don't have a, a you know, where do you buy? Like, it's just, I, I think that that's, that's insane. It's and, crazy. And I've never done that, by the way. I've never cared 
I think to oh, ask I do. about. I'm, fa- I'm fascinated by shit I don't know. You, that's the thing because I'm like, but I, don't, what? I that's, But I also ask all the other questions. But I, I don't want to know questions. about dick related activity. What am I gay? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, my friend. Uh, I've got a friend that I won't name him, but he will send me uh, like the images of what he's ordered off Amazon. Oh, just and huge dildos. Oh, dude, yeah, like like. <laughs> Fucking Amazon, you find everything. Dude, it's like a cock ring that goes over the cock and then it has a thing that goes around with a butt plug in the Jesus. back. So it's like you strap it on the front and you put it on. It's it like honestly, a space like, suit. Like, yeah, like a RoboCop thing. It's just like, here's the adapters. It's like. <laughs> I, I've learned, kind of like what you're saying, I've learned to not, I'm very good at not judging an entire group by some assholes. Right. But I've also become very good at pissing off specific assholes. Like, like I said, the whole transgender thing, because now it's like the big, I'm cool when we're in the realm of reality. Right. But when you start saying, no, no, I want to be known, you, my pronoun is Zim. Right. I'm like, that's made up. Unless you start calling me Batman, I'm not going down that route. And that'll piss off the Zims. It'll piss off the Zims. But the Zims. Is a Zim a real thing or is that just a word? Zimzer, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, it is a real but fuck. The, yeah. I don't know anything. But that's a very small. Thank that's you for a not ve- yelling at me for asking that th- question. That is a very <laughs> small percentage of uh, like not that's like a gender neutral I don't identify as one I'm gender fluid whatever the fuck it is but that's made up shit that's not scientifically back at all that's just you trying to be part of you're like oh I'm transgender too I'm this no no transgender people this is a real thing people grow up it's called uh, I forgot but it's 100% a real thing it's not made up trans that's that's the thing people don't understand it's not made up it's a small percentage of the population but it's 100% real that you could grow up in the wrong fucking body, like mentally, in the, you feel oh, it. It's a real thing. So that's why that I meet it with a level of respect because it's real. But if you tell me I'm just an astral fucking plane visiting, I might have to spirit. pause. Is there a washroom close yes, by? Yes, yes, yes. Go. I Where like were your, we? Your audience from? is going to see it in go, my go, face. Go, go, go. We're right, right back. Pause, pause. Coming back. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I had a few coffees before I got here. Oh, dude, it happens I'm to me every time. Oh god, this is the worst time I want to rebuttal. Oh, that was quick. It's like, I, like now that I get, like I'm thirty. Your bladder changes. I'll get, like, I'll get like, oh, I'm going to have to pee soon. And then three minutes later, it's like, you're going to pee in 60 seconds, whether you're out or not. It happens to everybody here. It, yeah, it happens to everybody here. It happens to me too. It's because of coffee and water. Anyways, uh, we're back with Josh Williams. I've been drinking them all day. Sorry, everybody. And that was like, dude, everything you were saying was so important. I'm like, and I'm like, I just, I'm going to wait to a minute. Like, I'm like, it makes sense. I don't want to cut it off. Point is, in case, in case you <laughs> lost track, is I'm, I'm 100% for real things, real problems, and I'm willing to meet you halfway, compromise. Don't make stuff up and jump on the bandwagon. And the reason why I don't like the Zim Zer thing and people who identify as objects and people who identify is because I know that transgender is a real thing. So I feel like they're just bandwagoning because they're like, oh, transgender community, very accepting. If I say that I feel like I'm confused, they're going to accept me because their whole thing is to not block people out, right? The whole right. LGBT. So I know I'm going to be accepted there. But I feel like you're belittling and you're making fun of a real thing by saying mm. I identify as a monster truck. So what are we supposed to do? Just not let you only, you have to live in parking lots. That's how we're going to respect this. Like, fuck off. It's a real thing that you're making fun of right now by doing that. That's how I feel at least. But no, then I, people I, tell I, me, I, I I'm not accepting I enough. Having, I, well, no, I was having, I was, I was at a point where I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't look at it the same way until you said, I feel like it's belittling. So, but, and there, and then that's, then we come back to intent. Are these people really identifying that way? Or is it like you said, now they're just going, well, since like, like, I think the, this is something that happened a long time ago. It was actually a joke in my act, another pop culture reference I did very early on. But this is a this is a real story. I think you could probably find it. Again, it was told to me. I didn't read the article myself. But in California, a uh, long time ago when they, when they legalized gay marriage or were working to legalize gay marriage, there was a person who, to protest, was going to marry a horse. And That's not the same thing. And, no, it's not. And it's not. And it's, it's very rude and... and uh, 
you know, judgmental. Unless and, he's talking about cock sizes. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's trivial, <laughs> trivializing, and I think that's unfair. But here's the thing. Um, everything in the way that the law was was made, he actually could marry this horse. Oh, and this is how they stopped this this ignorant protest was they went, oh, the horse is a minor and couldn't get parental consent. That's amazing, though. That's that funny. was the only way, and but that's that why it was in though. my act. That's fucking funny, though. But that, but but that was the only thing. And well, so you do I, need to make laws fucking clear. You can't marry another fucking species, right? And, and so that was, and I thought that was that was obviously fucking horrible. It was it was funny that it took that to stop it, but I don't. I think what they were doing was, and so when you're saying about how like oh I identify as a monster, it's like is that person trying to, you know, mock, mock what's going on? Oh uh, no no, or most is there of them a are real not, person going. No, I really want to be identified. M- as... Most of them are not trying to mock. That's the other thing. They're not trying to mock. They just want to be part of something, right? They're I damaged. See. They're. Da- but the thing is, it's transgender. They're not damaged. You know, they could learn to. They've been through a lot of stuff, but it's not like oh, they're fucking all crazy. That's not the case at all. No, they're not. It, they're not. But these people that jump on the bandwagon though are a lot of them are fucked in the head. Some are maybe making it up just to jump in, but a lot of them are. Cl- if you believe that you're a monster truck, you're not transgender. You're fucked in the head. You believe you're an object, right? That's a problem. Right. Is that a real... But people really believe they're an uh, object? There was a woman that I was looking at in France who was identifying as uh, objects, but she would commit. So like one day she'd feel like a couch and she or a chair. She'd sit awkwardly all day and shit like that, right? And so there's people that are identifying as as the objects and it makes them feel good they spend a day as a different object or whatever so they're not they're not like oh, I'm a role player they're like yeah they're, I, I identify as this so they want the same you want you to treat you like a lamppost because you're a fucking lamppost so that to me because people are like because that's what people say oh if you if you start um, letting transgenders identify as whatever they want you know male female then you have to accept these people in my view, I'm like, no, I don't have to accept those fucking people because it's not the same thing. It's not a real thing. That's a made up. That's a real mental problem. Like if a mental guy tells me I'm Jesus, I'm not going to be like, all right, well, let's fucking. I don't think if Jesus came back now, we would we believe, would him. believe him. Exactly. But we'd go. He may. We're all like, he still hasn't come back. Maybe, maybe. he did, and nobody believed him. <laughs> but I, I he's can't locked put in a them padded in the same room boat. somewhere, and he can't perform miracles with his hands strapped at his sides because they all think he's nuts. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. As I can't, I can't just go out and be like, okay, everybody's on the boat. No, there's a real thing here, and what you're saying is made up. So I will not agree with that. Right? It doesn't make me a bigot because I have no problem with the things that are real. You know, that's the part that's hard for me. So I don't know enough to to have a, an opinion on it. Well, I know that. You cannot have parents that were fucking machines or lamps. You cannot. There's no way that your gender is lamp. Well, this is this is how I look at. So going back to the whole changing what someone else thinks. So somebody says to me, you know, I identify as a couch. I would go, okay. I've I've taken the information. I know what you've said. I don't need to try to correct you because yeah. again, I can't change well, that's what the thing, you I think. Don't anyway. wanna... No, no, and I understand that. But yeah. I'm just saying. So for me, rather than going, well, this isn't the thing. I, and I just go at the end of the day. What does it do to my life? Even if the whole world is walking around going, I'm this and I'm that, I go, I know what I am. That's that's the secret to getting past and never being funny ever again is just being okay with the way the world is. But I want to get whole- to that level of, like that Jordan Peterson level of people could say whatever yeah. and you're calm in knowing the truth or whatever You the only fuck, have to have your calm. own, like you yeah. are your own universe. I mean, there's Eastern philosophies too that are like, you know, we're all part of the same energy and everything like that. So to hurt someone else is to hurt yourself. It, there's so much. Well, that so is much true because you yeah. do. Unless you're a sociopath, ha, even remember we we're talking about mistakenly hurting somebody's feelings. Even actively, if you're like you're mad at someone and you say something, you do something, and you hurt them. 
doesn't it after you feel shit about it, right? So you do in a way hurt yourself when you do because yeah. then you feel shit. I haven't. I don't know any real sociopaths that they've done something and then they're like, oh no, I don't feel bad at all. Yeah. After a while, no matter how much time it takes, they're like, oh fuck, you know, I shouldn't have said oh, that. When we make comments at somebody for doing a shitty parking job, yeah, or something like that, like or whatever it is, somebody's not paying attention in traffic. Watch where you're fucking going. Yeah. I got to a point where I'm now like, I'm like, what does that do? The yeah. only thing it could possibly do is make that person's day a little worse. And that's my con- my my contribution, my contribution to the universe that day. I just shit. Well, do you know what I mean? Like I just made, like, even though it's microscopic, I didn't solve anything. The mistake, they made a mistake and whether they even recognize or not, A, I'm not going to change what they think, but attack, attack back. All I did was make the universe that much worse. Yeah. So I, you know, and hey, maybe I would have got a great bit if I got into an altercation with someone. But at the end of the day, I didn't, I didn't do anything good. I only made things a little bit worse and all it came from was fear. So now fear and love, well, fear won today. Do you know what that. I mean? I hate that though. I hate that fear won. Well, and that's what I'm saying. So, so the more, you know what, that's, that's that why to I me say. Too, it, mostly in driving because you kept mentioning driving yeah. is I am a goddamn animal because again, I'm always like, what the fuck, man? This guy's going to kill me. But it's like social so media. It's super defensive. It's like social media that we're all... We're all together, come, yeah. but we're all in our own box. As soon as someone gets in the car, you're like, oh shit, your level of confidence and fucking mouth shooting has yeah. completely changed. You're like, oh, it's real now. I'm not, you know, anonymous in my in my vehicle anymore. This person's coming at me. Oh fuck. And you and you turn tail and run. I've or, been that or, person where <laughs> I, I, I fucking I block a guy and I get out. I go, really, motherfucker? Oh yeah. Yeah. But then as I'm doing it and I see the fear in, in the eyes. I'm like, oh fuck, you're you're a goblin right now. You just root like the, you know, I'm not saying the guy was right. The guy yeah. if I'm gonna get to that level and maybe they learned something. That's what I think. <laughs> I go, you know what? You don't have to beat them up or anything. They clearly the fear, they're not gonna fucking cut somebody off, no flasher last second, almost killing them because of what just happened. They might get f- scared of beating them. So in that way, you know, you, you've done something right. Like that's how I try to justify it. Yeah. But I see sometimes like because it's happened a lot. I'm cra- when I drive. I don't mind small things. I don't mind if you you know you break a lot or you're slow. I'll live with that. I'm not gonna honk. Whatever. If you do something to endanger me or the people that I have inside, yeah. Holy fuck! You better hope that we're not on a highway because if yeah. we're somewhere where I could block you, I'm gonna get out of the fucking car. But you know what you know? the fear is right now. Oh man, you're afraid that and those people are gonna get hurt and 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 you're in charge. Yeah, I don't want to kill the, fucking but people. But that's how great it is to know that when you get angry. You, you immediately now that you, you can figure out where it's coming from, you can solve it. So I knew it was going to happen, and so you can't change the situation. And just going out, like I said, getting in a fight with somebody else—it's not going to solve anything. It solves nothing. And that's why I say to all these people who are who are fucking screaming and yelling at each other. Hopefully, anybody listening who is like, no, they're not. No, no, they, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Get, get mad because it's going to happen. Everybody makes mistakes. Just don't overdo it. Like me, I always stop at that edge. I see, I'm going to get the lessons learned. Yeah. I'm not going to break his fucking window. He learned the lesson oh, you yeah. know, already. I don't have to attack him. And all the social justice warriors and all the fucking angry, ignorant, redneck mentalities, just know all of you yelling at each other and calling other people names and all that, you're, like I said, you're just making the universe that much worse. You're not working towards progress. You're not working towards healing or, or us all being one in peace and all that. You're, you're going the opposite direction. If you really want people to, to learn or whatever, again, it, just being comfortable with the idea that you can't change how anyone else thinks. You can offer information. Don't try to change someone's mind. If you offer information that makes sense, and again, your information is going to make more sense to somebody if you're saying it calmly and saying, if I lose you, you know, just let me know where I've lost you. Maybe I'll offer a different, you know, perspective yeah. or whatever, but make it warm. Because if you're yelling at somebody for getting something wrong, guess what? They're they're not listening. They're not to listening. You. They're not. They're not. Yeah. It's so. I mean, hey, do what you're gonna do. Call call me a stupid white male for 
you know, the things that I've said today. I really hope I haven't said. I'm going to call you Stu Blackmail just to shake it up. Like, who's he talking about? Yeah, well, I don't identify. I, de- I, I identify as Fuchsia. I'm going to leave you I'm with purple. one with one little anecdote okay. that happened to me yesterday because of this whole road rage thing. So you know, if cops pull you over, you get on the defense if you get mad. So I got pulled over yesterday when I was looking for the new car. I um I get pulled over close to here actually this street uh, by the cops. And, uh, I love this view, by the way. And it's a nice view. I, when he the took windows the camera off the nice. nice side and fucking stuck it so that they're just well, looking at the... Because it's dirty. It's dirty. Don't worry. Once they clean it up, it'll look nice. So I get stopped. I get pulled over. Cop comes to my window. I'm a little aggressive. And he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I go, no. He's like, well, because you had your cell phone in your hand. I was like, I did have it in my hand, I go, but it's all on Bluetooth. I go, I had it in my hand because it was in the armrest, but I have this habit where I... Um, tickle my beard okay so it was in my hand i was just and i'll scratch my beard with it it's just i've been driving it's just a habit he's like well to me it looked like that and you have to understand that uh it's illegal to even hold it so i go to him listen man i have bluetooth but is the rule that i can't even hold it in my hand he goes the rules you can't even hold it in your hand because a lot of people text i go if that's the rule i go then you're correct that's what i told him i go then you're correct give me the ticket because you're i'm very sorry that i did i go but if that's the rule then technically i did break it because i admit i was holding it in my hand if that's the rule just i have to hold it give me the ticket so he's like all right he goes and he gave you the fucking ticket? License and registration. This is where it gets funny. Oh, God. So I'm looking. I'm scrambling. I give him the registration. I can't find my license. I oh. forgot it at the car. When I was, because I, I test drove the car and stuff. So they had my license there. So now I start panicking. He's like, you don't have a license? I was like, dude, I have a license here. The papers. I just bought a car. I go, he's like, you just bought it? I go, no, this is mine. I'm trading it in. But I'm picking my car up next week. I go, I just bought a, a new car that I'm going to get in a couple of days. I was just there. Like, look at the paper. I just signed. I go, it's not even a half hour. Clearly, there's a, they wouldn't sell me a car without a fucking driver's license. I go, you know? I, so he's looking at me. He saw that I was being honest. Even though his other cop, he was like, he was being a dick on the other side, right? Like, Looking in the car. Yeah, yeah I hate that. Always do that. But I was staying calm because, like, if you say something now, so he goes. But back. that anger would have come from what the fear oh, of all the shit. Of that all the shit that's gonna I'm happen. It's always, always fear. So he leaves, and I'm like, "What the fuck? I have no license." He took whatever he could. He took my Medicare card just to look at it. Comes back. He goes, "Listen." He goes, "I could give you like six tickets right now." He goes, "But I'm giving you one." He goes, "The cheapest one I could." He goes, "Sixty-three dollars, no points." I'm giving you a ticket for not having signed your registration. I was like, what? That's the thing. He's like, yeah, your registration is not signed. And it's funny because this registration is useless in a week because I'm getting another car. And I'm like, huh. He's like, I could have given you for the phone, for the light. You're driving out a fucking license. He goes, you're just fucking around. He goes, all this stuff. Yeah, but that license one, you can get thrown out. If you show up and prove your license, that it, one's it, thrown away. So he has all the, and he goes, and you don't have insurance. I go, I do have insurance. You didn't ask for it. Oh, he's like, you have it? I go, right here. You, didn't, you told me registration, fucking license. Don't give me a ticket for something you didn't ask for. He's like, it doesn't matter. I can give you anyway. But he gave me. <laughs> He gave me the smallest one, no point, $63. And I told him, you know what I told him? I appreciate it because you could have been a cocksucker. That's what I told him. I go, you could have been a cocksucker right now because a lot of you are. He's like, well, we don't have to give 10 tickets. He goes, it's not a real thing. We don't have to just hand out tickets. He goes, you were reasonable? Because I, I, like I admitted, I said, hey, man, give me the ticket. You're right. Hey, I was holding I'll it. make your job, your life easy. Because I know that it is for them too, even the ones that are dicks, it is scary to approach a car not knowing who you're going to find. Yeah. If I'm going to pull out a gun, if I'm going to do something. So you're always, you're already on edge. Right, but he was reasonable the whole time. I was reasonable with him, so he let me get bad luck getting caught holding a phone and getting a ticket. But at the same time, good luck. Way because I reacted in a non-aggressive, non "fuck you, cops." You know, go, uh, go. You know, why are you stopping for stupid shit? Go solve a real crime. No, I was calm, and the guy realized that he's like, "Ah, fuck, I'll give him a slap on the wrist." Because sixty-three bucks, no points. It's perfect. It's not like I'm gonna lose points. It's not like my insurance gonna go up. Nothing. Just he caught me at a bad time. I was holding the phone because he's right. I was holding the phone. Yep. I wasn't. I wasn't using it to text or talk or anything. I don't even know if you could pick it up 
dial the number, hit call, and then throw it away. Because a lot of things like Technically, like, you're Bluetooth? not supposed to. Well, like you said, you can't even have it in your hand. Now. Yeah, but Bluetooth, like for me, if I want, I could just do the call and say, call Poseidon, and it calls it. But normally, I'll pick it up, choose the number, and go when I'm like at a red light or something. Right. So he is, like I said, if that's Are the rule. Are all Greek people named after the Greek gods? It's just him. <laughs> Poseidon. But he, he was right. I called Zeus. Yeah, I call, yeah sometimes, sometimes I like to call him Aphrodite. But Josh Williams. Hey, that's me. I know I the don't man. identify as that anymore. By the way, only if I'm in trouble. If one I'm man trouble, podcast. Thanks, Where are they going to find the one man podcast? So you can find it on iTunes, on uh, Google Play Music, Stitcher. It's, Stitcher? Yeah, it is on Stitcher. Fucking right. Uh, Blueberry. Is, why are you on Stitcher as well? I'm on Stitcher as well. I, you know what I started liking? for Because I keep switching apps. I like the Google Play now. Do you? I didn't like it in the beginning. I, fuck it. I thought this is the most garbage app. But I've noticed something about Google Play. Certain feeds that like it takes long to load, okay. Google Play doesn't take a long. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know if they store them somewhere else and then they play them from there but I've liked but it doesn't have all the podcasts on Google uh, it has ours but it doesn't have everything okay it does, yeah yeah. I think you have to like submit and see how it goes here's the thing I, I, I use I'm an Apple guy so yeah. I just listen to it on the podcast app and the second I post on the podcast app it's available on iTunes it doesn't show if you search it it doesn't show up in the you know searched one or whatever but if you're already a subscriber to it the second it's posted it's immediately available to oh, you. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. pretty quick. So that works, and that's any of your people, if you're on iTunes as well, any of your people that subscribe to you, they'll get it. But if you just search randomly, you're one of those people who just clicks play on it and streams it, um, you won't find it until the, the feed refreshes, and that's every like seven, eight hours. So if I post something you know, at midnight, you might not get it till seven, eight o'clock in the morning. No, re- remember to support, like, this is all offered free. The only thing we ask is that you subscribe and you like and maybe share, because all that does is that helps us, especially on iTunes. There's a lot of people who tell me, oh, I listen to, po-. like, oh, I, I don't have to subscribe. I just, whenever I find out you have a new one, I go and I click play. Yeah. It's good. You listen to the show, but it doesn't help get the word out there because if you subscribe, it puts us higher in the rankings. And if That's you leave right. comments, all that leaves, you don't, I understand just going, clicking play, you don't, but just subscribe. It's a, it's a one button. It's all free. We're not charging anybody for this no. shit. It's just fucking, uh, is there a website that they're going to go to? So just go to onemanpodcast.com. It will take you to the feed of that. Of the uh, of all the episodes, but like I said, if you want to go to on iTunes, uh, Google Play Music, you can send in emails. What I love is emails. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. You can talk about anything that you want. You can refute anything that I said here. Um, all in the description, by the way. So remember, if you're oh, like you. not, you don't want to memorize it. Just go to the description. If you're on YouTube right now, there's the link. So just click on the link. It'll take you to the the website. That's perfect. And if you're on your phone. Look at look at the description of this podcast. I have all these links in there. Just copy paste it. Send in the emails. It's I've made it super fucking easy for you. So go check out the one man podcast. Um, follow fucking uh, Doctor Williams. Uh, he's a good guy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Here's the funny thing: is as much as I can share information that I've learned, I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know we're all, what we're I'm talking. Dude, I'm a high school dropout here telling telling everyone how psychologically they're all based on. Fear. I, <laughs> dude, it is so easy to be a bullshitter nowadays. I was honest. But just you could. But that's all you need is honesty. People just appreciate honesty because we're all idiots in our own way, right? Even a scientist like who knows something about one subject, he's great about astrophysics. Doesn't mean he's going to be a fucking botanist. You know what I mean? We're all we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. Just work on yourself, everybody. Just thank you for listening. Check out Josh fucking Williams. That's me, and that's JFW. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.